What's up everybody? Welcome to the House of Mario, the award-winning Nintendo podcast backed by 120 Power Star rating and the doors to episode 112 are open. I'm your host Drew Agnew and joining me as always is my best buddy is Bryce DeWitt. Oh, it's me, hey. Hey Bryce, how you going? What's going on, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so Bryce, you were you were kind enough to bring over a couple of beers for us. Yeah, that's right, because I figured this would probably be a little bit of a longer session. <laughs> so um, so introduce, what is, what is this beer you've brought me? <laughs> so I've been, I've been trying to get you to try this thing. Uh, obviously... Uh, it's not easy to when the only thing that was available is on tap, but now it's available in cans. It's Cooper's XPA. Uh-huh. So it's Cooper's Cooper's new uh, thing that they've put on the line. Everybody at the bar seems to like it. Uh, my bosses were in Adelaide. They come back and they were like, we're getting this on tap. We've got like advertisements for the shit everywhere. We've got a giant Cooper's XPA sign in the bar now. Uh, yeah. And I think it's like a decent drink to have one of. Like between whatever else you're drinking, uh-huh. if that makes sense. Yeah, well, I think well, it's really nice. Let's find out. I'm gonna might be a bit strong on the first taste, but we'll find out, I suppose, for you. Mm. Oh, that's not too bad. So no, I don't mind a stout. Is it a stout? Is it classified as a stout mm. or it's a pale ale? It's just a pale. It's just a real strong pale. Ale. That's what XPA is. Extra pale ale. Yeah, and it just tastes like stout almost. Like yeah. not as not as strong, but no, yeah, yeah. I guess so. It doesn't have the same smoothness, I guess. It's really weird drinking from a purple can and it tasting like it this is, as well. <laughs> it is It is really strange, but it does say on the can, it's like, uh, it, it's malt is Cooper's Pale. It's like, cool. I, I kind of gathered, gathered that, right? Mm. Uh, and then the hops are Simcoe and Lemon Drop. L- lemon Drop. Lemon Drop. Okay. I can't taste the lemon. You might after a little bit. Yeah. I, I, feel like, I feel like it becomes more distinct. And it's also one of their stronger beers as well. It's 5.2. Mm. Absolutely, absolutely wonderful. Yeah. So you have to put a few in the fridge for the house of Mario, so we can. Uh, yeah, we have to crack them on cracking furfies. <laughs> crack everything but a furfie on that show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we'll get around to furfies eventually. We'll get around there. I th- yeah, it's gonna happen. Mm. Yeah. All right. So let's let's get into some housekeeping before we get into the show, Bryce. All right. So let me get my broom. Okay, <laughs> housekeeping. So we are going to PAX Australia, Bryce. Are you excited? I'll be more excited when I get my confirmation email. Well, so basically, um, I've got a media pass. Uh, Bryce is confirmed to have a media pass. He is just waiting on the email yeah. to 100% confirm and sort of uh, settle his stomach a bit. Well, but the <laughs> the issue is, though, is like I submitted mine like an hour after you and I've now been waiting an extra two weeks and still haven't gotten an email. Mm. So I don't know what the hell is going on. Like, it's really confusing the hell out of me, but I suppose we'll just have to keep bugging them until they eventually send me this email <laughs> yeah and obviously it's really awesome we went as uh as i guess uh we got provided passes last year yep. to go to pax and it was an absolute honor absolute love going there and yeah podcasts and all that and we don't have anything locked in the stone just yet we're sort of uh, working through it but it's going to be sort of similar to what we did done last year uh we're going to like cover the game straight away uh at the event itself get an episode up straight away and I don't know what games they're going to have there this year, Bryce, but uh, PAX West just confirmed what games they're going to have at uh, the PAX over there in America, in Seattle, and that's in about a week or something, yep. I think. Yeah. So they've got Luigi's Mansion, Link's Awakening, Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, 
um, Dragon Quest Eleven, and Pokemon Sword and Shield. So they're going to have that there. And by the time PAX rolls around in early October, I think out of these games, the ones that won't be out will be... Uh, Pokemon Ma- Luigi's Mansion, Witcher. And, and Witcher, yeah. The others will be out, but they might be still demoed in that there. Yeah, those will be showcased. Mm. Uh, like... It- the thing is, is like they fall, they fall in a bracket where like they're close enough to release that it's sort of just like, yeah, they mm. might as well just have them playable at an event so people can have a look at them and whatever. Yeah. Um. But obviously, with stuff like Link's Awakening and whatever, that's that's all out for us by the time that it rolls around. It'll probably still be there, but you know, I mean, we we all would have played it by then. Yeah, and probably finished it too, for that matter. So, yeah. So, I guess we're mainly going to be covering probably Pokemon Luigi's Mansion, presumably there, uh, depending on what uh, indie games they have as well, because, you know, had, like, Untitled Goose Game and a few, like, smaller games there last year. Yeah, little little indie section was nice. And, like, the Untitled Goose Game, that had the biggest line out of, like, any of the games <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah, because you just... It was just exactly what it entitles. Yeah. Untitled Goose Game. Mm. Yeah. And it, we missed our opportunity, too, because we're like, oh, we'll play it later. We did not get to play it later because the line was never went down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, so I've got to remember that this year. If you see like a... We've got to make sure we play the games where it only has one demo because that's going to be a lot longer. <laughs> by the by, the time we got to it, uh, the line was like as big as Kingdom Hearts 3, which had, you know, five televisions. But mm. still, that was we got, also like... <laughs> we got to play uh, New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe. That was a lot different. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, we're going to be at PAX, and we're going to do. We're going to. Uh, I think what the idea is, we're going to do an episode, sort of straight after impressions of the games. We're going to do an episode at the uh, the Audio Technica booth like we did last year. We're going to get some guests. Haven't talked to anyone about that yet. Um, we'll get around to it. And we're also going to do an episode similar what 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 we did at AvCon, where we're going to have uh, you know guess uh, chronicle our sort of trip throughout the whole weekend and put it all together and talk to yeah. lots of different people and. Yeah, because I really enjoy, I really enjoyed doing that episode for Avcon and listening back to it. It's a lot of fun, just like from the very start to the very end. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was definitely a fun time. And even that bit of the oven, which I didn't intend to go in the episode, but uh, when I got all the pieces back when I was editing it together, I'm like, oh, bugger, put it in there. Yeah, it's going in there, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And oh, what were you gonna say? No, I didn't say nothing, mate. There's bloody birds outside. I hope that's not picking up on the microphone. So no, it probably is. Probably like, is. Stupid freaking plovers. Plovers. I hate plovers. Oh, don't we all? Do you? Me- I remember at school. Do you remember plovers at school? I do remember the plovers at school because they fueled un- like unending nightmares <laughs> in my childhood. Do you like, remember? I hated at pr- them. Do you remember at primary school over near the tunnels and like the whole school? For some reason, everyone got their adrenaline kicked by basically avoiding plover swoops. You know, you run you run to their nest and like you're ducking and weaving. And the whole school's over there, and this one teacher on yard duty comes over, and like you know, you, you go to the detention if you're mucking around the birds. Yeah. So the whole school just bolts. It's like 300 kids just <laughs> r- running away from this teacher. It's so funny. Uh, that's gonna make no sense if they couldn't hear the plovers. They sh- <laughs> they've shut up now. They heard us. And uh, just a other little bit of house housekeeping is that my my other podcast, A Drew Story, episode three is live. Um, it was with Zayara Cosplay, who I got to talk to at Avcon. It's one of the episodes and the interviews we did there. So if you'd like to listen to that, it's on podcast feeds and uh, all that fun stuff. Beautiful. So Bryce, uh, we're going to jump into what we've been playing. We've uh, had a bit of time where we've been playing some games, been enjoying ourselves. 
Uh, I'm going to throw it to you. Uh, what have you been playing, my friend? What have I been playing? Jesus. So, um, Fire Emblem, for obvious. I've been taking sort of like sparse breaks every now and then because I'm sort of like... I'm going too fast, if that makes sense. Like, that that sounds weird in the context of like... You know, there are people who beaten it in the first three days or whatever, but like... There was a crucial point because I, I was going black eagles. There's a crucial point where like you've got a choice that you've got to make, and I completely missed it. So now I've been set on a completely different path that I intended to go. Oh really? Yeah. Mm. How'd you miss it? Um, Did- very easily. <laughs> okay. Very easily. I, I haven't got to that point yet, so I'm just I'm actually asking. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. No, the funny thing is though is that um, just a very very minor minor detail that is slightly very minor spoilish is that uh the black eagle's house is the only one with two paths so you're safe you're gonna get the same path no matter what right okay so but with me i didn't really have an option (laughs) i i uh i missed one small detail which completely screwed my run because i wanted to do uh the other path Mm mm-hmm but now I'm set on the other one and I'm going to have to, you know, finish that one, restart again, actually get the option I need to, you know, move forward next time and then, yeah, go through that all over again. So so you're actually going to like re redo it once you finish the game? Is that what you're saying? Or? Yeah, well, I'm going to have to. because you're going to have to. Well, yeah, because like, I feel like it, I'm gone too, th- too far through now to be like, oh, I'll just stop here and restart again. Like, I feel like I've invested so much time in my save file already. You didn't have a save file before that point you can go back to? <sighs> I did, but a while back. Right. You know, and mm. that that's I'll probably still use that. I think yeah. it was like, you know, it's like chapter seven or something. Uh, whereas I'm like chapter fourteen, chapter fifteen now, mm. so I might I might just go back and use that save file to do that other path, um, to just to cut out a bit of time because obviously I've spent a lot of time in the Black Eagles. I don't really need to go back and fiddle with all of it again. I'll just revert and go from where I left off. Um, but uh, between that, I suppose I picked up. Uh, Sword Art Online's Fatal Bullet Collection. Mm. Um, and I put a little bit of time into that, which was fun. Um, I still haven't, like, made a major push to uh, go through the story or anything yet. Um, I, something I got, uh, and I know we're discussing later, but I, ha- I still haven't launched yet, is the Hotline Miami Collection. Mm-hmm. But I know that we're discussing that later, so I'll, I won't talk too much about that until we get to it. Um, and then... Yeah, between that, I suppose I've just been playing things on my computer or whatever. I actually found myself jumping back into RuneScape. Really? Yeah. Oh, what what drew you back to that? Uh, the fact that I could play it on my mobile phone. Oh, yeah, got the app or whatever. Well, did you? Or yeah. you just playing it on your browser? Or? No, 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 you can... They, they released it on mobile a while mm. ago. Yeah, so, I was going through the app store at one point and it was like, you know, RuneScoop, RuneScoop, RuneScoop. <laughs> uh, RuneScape Classic or something, whatever it's called. I'm like, huh. Yeah. I'm like looking through the pictures. I'm like, God, that is classic, all right? Yeah, it's definitely, yeah. It's 2007 scape. That's what it was. But yeah, um, I, I suppose it's just good to like if I'm in bed and I'm just got something to mindlessly grind on. It's whatever, mm. you know. And then it's like I want to translate that to my computer. I can like, at, maybe not back in the day, but especially these days, it's it's one of those games where I can just have it sitting on my second monitor while I'm doing things and I don't have to pay much attention to it. So yeah, yeah. 
you know um i guess yeah apart from that yeah that's pretty much the culmination of what i've been playing awesome yeah yeah so what i've been playing is this is this is a game i sort of been hearing about here and there but uh it's animal crossing pocket camp um i only i only like played the tiniest bit when initially came out but uh sort of the last few months, I've been like really looking forward to the next iPhone because so I'm like, all right, this year it's going to be the year I update because I want a better camera, I want a bigger screen, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I'm I was in bed and I was looking at like you know sort of the rumors and that for the iPhone 11. I'm like, all right, I sort of want to you know, I'm sort of in the mood for using my phone and I'd like to play a game and whatever. And I was looking, I was like, oh, I'll try Animal uh, Animal Crossing Pocket Camp because. I'm really looking forward to the next Animal Crossing game. You know, it's been delayed. You know, I was really like busting for it. And it's, you know, it's going to be a bit longer wait. So, um, and I didn't want to go back to New Leaf because, you know, if I start doing that, it's going to... Burn you out. It's, it's going to burn me out and um, I'm going to like, you know, have having to start again and all that. So, I might... No, I won't do that. I'll just play something a bit different, which is Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. And I really, really, really like it. I'm surprised how much I like it. I sort of I played it for one week, like flat out. I got to level forty in one week. Then sort of the week after, I'm like, oh, you know, I didn't play anywhere near as much. I sort of logged on each day and got the daily rewards and all that. But I really enjoy how I guess it's been more gamified. Yeah. Because like I mainly played Animal Crossing uh, Wild World on DS, and you know I'd go down and fish. I'd sell the fish. I'd donate into the museum. But like. Apart from that, it was just like collecting the things and that was pretty much it for me. Yeah. And I played like, hun- oh, not hundreds of hours, but I played a lot, a lot and a lot, a lot of that game just doing that and that was enough. In New, in, uh, New Leaf, they like added more. You could be the mayor and that, but being the mayor didn't really appeal that much to me either. Right. But I guess in this, how like, you know, you've got a level, you can sort of level up your uh, villages level and all that. I really like that. And I like how... Uh, I guess each piece, each piece of furniture is like, I guess, a playing card. You can use it in like uh, the, the happy house competitions. You can like level up your level for that, and you can give, uh, I guess, certain villagers different types of furniture to sort of up their level. And um, I just find myself constantly crafting gear just so I can put it in my inventory in case I need it. Yeah. And like you know, in in the normal Animal Crossing games, you'll be like, oh. I don't like that, so I won't get it. But in this, you're like, I just get it all. Because <laughs> it'll eventually come in handy. So every day, I'm just going around getting fruit and all that. And, and it's, it's pretty basic, but yeah, I really enjoy it. And uh, yeah, hopefully uh, it keeps me entertained until the next Animal Crossing game. And so the, the, one on, the one on Switch, it looks like it's taken some of the crafting elements from this game, which is yeah. cool. Because yeah. I, I really like the crafting in it. I think that's really cool. I was about to say, that's exactly what it sounds like. And I mean, I, I haven't played Pocket Camp because like I like Animal Crossing, but a mobile game isn't enough for me to be like, yeah, I will invest my time into this. Yeah. Um, and I mean, that's the thing, the thing that really grabs me about uh, New Horizons in general is that um, it's more of a build up to you know something something grander yeah than what Animal Crossing was before. Animal Crossing is just like you move into a village, hooray! You bought a house, hooray! Pay your debts, whatever. But obviously now it's like go out, you make your tools, you craft craft everything you need to make your house, you craft your furniture and stuff like that. That's that's perfect. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's it's less about finding it and uh, more about Self ingenuity, mm. you know, and that, and that's great, especially with like the resurgence of shit like Minecraft lately, or you know Terraria having its like final days, yeah, definitely, yeah, type of thing, 
where people are like, you know, oh, we've we've run these games to death, and then you know by this time, by by the time it comes out next year, Animal Crossing, uh, Minecraft probably would have fallen off the rack a bit. People might be looking for something a little more similar to those mm. creative aspects and there you go yes like even similar to like stardew valley you know where you're like you've got relationships and you're it, doing yeah. your farm and even stardew yeah because yeah. Yeah, like on the ds version wild world you couldn't really do much to your town you could cut down trees and replant them and stuff but you couldn't really do too much and people i don't know if you remember but you could like uh draw designs on the bottom screen and you could like paint them on the ground yeah and people made like whole cities like roads and everything it looked awesome but you had to have a pretty good creative flair to be able to do that. And I know I didn't, especially when I was like younger. Mm-hmm. And in the uh, the 3DS version, New Leaf, where you know, you're know you the mayor and you can be like, oh, I'm going to hit this certain goal and I'm going to put a fountain here. Yeah. You know, But it's got to be in that very specific spot. Yeah. Like you can't like do whatever. But it looks like in the new game, you can actually put stuff where you want it and really make that village yours, I guess. Which is how it should be. Mm-hmm. You know, especially in like 2020, a game, a game like that, yeah, it should have that customizability. I mean, it would feel weird question. compared to like all these other games where where you can't do it because, <laughs> like in Stardew, like you can do whatever you want, and obviously Minecraft and all that. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, Minecraft's been out for a decade, so it's yeah, yeah. So yeah, this is this has been a game on mobile. I've really really enjoyed. I said on Twitter that this is one of the first games on mobile I've really enjoyed. And like you jumped out and said, oh, but what about Pokemon Quest? I'm like, oh, yeah, definitely. That was a very mobile mobile game. But I guess this was the game where I'm like, oh, I need to play Animal Crossing. I pull out my phone. Where's Quest? I was pulling out my Switch. Where's like... I, 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 Still a mobile game. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. It's definitely a mobile game. <laughs> don't, don't, don't beat yeah. around the bush. It's a mobile game. That and- was the first mobile game to grab you. I'm, I'm just correcting you. I don't care if it's on your Switch. All right, I'll take it. Um, <laughs> as far as microtransactions go, the first day I just spent I spent thirteen bucks because I played it like most of the day. Actually, going back to why I originally got into it, actually, I was meant to get my wisdom teeth out on the Friday, so I wiped my whole weekend slate just so I was free. You no, know, so I got the week off, so I can just sit there. My t- uh, I can like heal my mouth and whatever. Um, but I was about to go into hospital and. I got a phone call saying your dentist has broken his foot so uh, don't come in it's cancelled so I'm like alright so I've got no soccer I've got no work I've got no commitments so um, I think one day I caught up on some housework and the next day I think uh, we just I just sat in bed and watched stuff on my laptop and played Animal Crossing and at the end of the, end, at the, end of the day I'm like alright I'm going to actually spend some money so I spent $13 I got like two hundred leaf tickets and whatever it was but that's all i've spent i've got like i've saved up like 700 leaf tickets now just because you know you get them pretty easily so the game's not really asking for your money too much so i respect that so um because if it was like one of these other games where it's just like keep spending keep spending keep spending i wouldn't be so i'll be like nah chuck it in the bin (laughs) don't worry about it yeah 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 and i mean like the thing is there's a lot of nintendo's mobile properties are pretty good like that. Mm. Like obviously with New Leaf, uh, with New Leaf, with po- with Pocket Cam, obviously you've made made mention enough that they they're kind of handing Leaf tickets out to you all the time. Or you know Pokemon Go, while while it can be a little bit tedious uh, at times, like you can pretty much do everything just by walking and yeah. doing the usual thing in Pokemon Go. Nothing really restricts you 
Uh, you kind of only buy the bonuses if you're a desperate, impatient person. I mean, like, with Pokemon Go, I feel like when I was playing it, I was pretty happy. Like, if there was an event on the Friday night and you and I were going out and I was quite happy, but, all right, here's five bucks to give me some boosters for whether they're incense or whatever yeah. it is. I was quite happy to do that because the game, the game is pretty solid. Yeah. So I'm quite happy to go, here's the money yeah. every now and again. But uh, I feel like uh, these like Candy Crush games where it's like, all right, you need another turn. I'm like, no way. Go. <laughs> yeah. Don't even think about it. Go away. <laughs> even even Dragalia Lost is pretty good in handing out its its uh, currency to people and mm. all that stuff as well. So like a lot of, a lot of Nintendo's properties in general are very uh, good like that. And I think that was kind of just like the, uh, like the thinking after Mario Run. Like Mario Run obviously didn't do too well because it was $15 app and nobody mm. wants to pay $15 for an app. It's free to start. Free to start. S- it says to the Nintendo PR marketer person. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, spending $15 on it is just sort of like... It, it feels like a lot at one time. Yeah. And whereas like if you get in something invested in something that's free to play, then it becomes more likely that you'll spend money, which is why apps is such a huge market. Mm. Um, but uh, Nintendo obviously, e- even just looking at Mario Run, Nintendo obviously don't want to rip you out of your money, so they keep most of their stuff pretty relatively well priced. The only the only problem I have with this, as time goes on, Fire Emblem Heroes. Yeah, I think that's the only one which is like it's right. getting really yeah it's yeah. getting really bad. Like I think I was listening to Kind of Funny Games Daily, and someone wrote in saying, "All right." I've just, I've just all up. I've spent about fifteen hundred dollars on Fire Emblem. I think I'm at the point where I'm happy with what I've got. I'm like, if that's the, if that's the point where it's like, all right, that's where you're happy. It's like, oh, I'm not even going to start. No, I mean, I'm not it's, even going to start. It's good if you just want a unique Fire Emblem story and you don't really care about like all the competitive jibber jabber. Mm. But um, like if if you really want to show yourself off as like a professional in Fire Emblem Heroes a lot of money needs to be spent and that's not good you know no um, I feel it, like you know $200 that's that's pushing it not thousands you know yeah yeah it's ridiculous I guess this is a good point just to jump into um, Pokemon Masters like this game comes out at the end of this week uh, when the episode goes live that's true and this is a game I'm looking forward to just because you know it's Pokemon I think the way the characters and that are animated looks cool um, but I am worried about that sort of that, you know, gotcha mechanic. I've watched a couple of videos who, um, you know, people who have had early access to the game and there was a video where, I think it was Poker Tips, he put like, he did a video where it's like, what does $100 get you in Pokemon Masters? And it gets you some rolls and it got him fuck all. <laughs> yeah. It got him not much. And yeah. I'm like, ooh, because I'd really like to play that game. I'd like to give them some money, 50 bucks. Because usually, usually... The- um, my idea with these games is like I want to if I really like the game I want to spend in microtransactions up to what a full price game would be yeah so like you know pushing it would be $80 which could get you like latest and greatest best million dollar whatever budget game on PlayStation or whatever mm-hmm. so you know that's pushing it but yeah. if you've got to spend you know 200 to $500 to like you know get to a good place in the game that's ridiculous yeah because he was just getting because you can get dupe, uh, duplicates of the trainers and he was just he got like a he got like multiple of the trainers up to like five stars because he was like aiming for certain ones but he just couldn't <laughs> get those certain ones and at yeah. the end he's just like alright cool but 
depends on how uh, you can play that game and just naturally get, I guess, uh, whatever the loot boxes are called. Well, yeah, I mean, um, that was also the concern with the Mario Kart Tour beta as well, too. Though. I completely forgot about that game. Yeah. Where did that go? <laughs> uh, well, it went in. It went and had a beta, and yeah, then so- people were like, "Oh, every every one of their race, uh, every one of the races has like a special ability and." that's going to like affect how you do races and stuff like that and some characters are better at courses than others and shit like that and like putting putting shit like that into a gacha system in my mm. opinion is just crappy because I'll be honest with like uh, say Animal Crossing that is a different enough experience and it's an experience that suits the it's smart a, it's a personalizable experience yeah. and, and it suits the smartphone just really well yeah like with, with Mario Kart um, I'm more than happy to like pull out my Switch for that yeah, take it with me. Put it on the TV. I don't need Mario Kart with all that rubbish in it. Well, that's the thing is that Mario Kart is like, it's, without sounding like, it's it's a serious thing. Oof. Mario Kart is far <laughs> more about skill than it is about chance. Does that make sense? Yeah, and like it's still very much about ch- chance sometimes. But well, yeah, yeah but like it, it's it not in the way that game's setting it up to be like that. No, yeah. exactly. Yeah, the the main mechanic in Mario Kart Tour is chance. Mm. Like if you don't have the right driver, then literally selecting your driver to, is chance. Let yeah, alone you can <laughs> have the a game. fucking hard time. You're yeah. gonna have like a really hard time, like just competing on the same level as somebody that spent like five hundred dollars on it and has every character. I say yeah. You know. That'll be an interesting one because obviously this game, like, it also it, does not look very fun. Yeah, like even I forgot about it. Um, yeah. So it's it's been a while where they've just said nothing. Hopefully they've gone back and taken some of this stuff to I heart really and really so. put it back into the game. Yeah, and I mean like, uh, <laughs> I'm I, I want to download Pokemon Masters this week and give it a go, but mm. it is a busy week for me. It's my daughter's birthday, my birthday. Um, and we've got everybody happy birthday to Bryce oh, on thanks, the 29th mate. of uh, August thanks mate thanks um, if you're listening to this at the, at that time send <laughs> Bryce a nice message on Twitter on Twitter um, thank you in advance uh, but like <laughs> um, obviously I'm, I'm not I don't reckon I'll have a lot of time to play it this week so it won't be going anywhere so <laughs> I, know, I know it won't be going anywhere but like no it won't be going anywhere not you that's what I said. Oh, sorry. Thought, yeah. yeah, sorry. I said I know it won't be going anywhere, but like, part of it, part of me wants to try and make the time for it just so I can be like, okay, all right, I know what Pokemon Masters is trying to get me to do. Like, I I don't know how far this game is going to go in terms of like multiplayer aspects or anything like that, or you know how much freemium you're gonna get or anything mm. like that. But hopefully, it's not too bad. Um, it is worrying though because the amount of Pokemon games that have been shit out in the last, you know, five years on mobile is obviously a lot, and you know it's got to compete with Pokemon Go in some respects. Yeah, if people want to play Pokemon and they're like Pokemon Masters, Pokemon Masters, Pokemon Go, if Pokemon if Pokemon Masters is not like a valid choice for people to be like. I would pick this up for Pokemon Go, then, I mean, it's going to suffer as it is. Hmm. And especially if it comes down to those roles that you're talking about, who the, who the hell is going to want to play it? Yeah. You could just go for a walk and play Pokemon Go and get most of the shit you, you want guaranteed and for free, right? Um, so, I, I really hope that it does sort of sit in that, in that sphere because, I mean, we also lost... Um, what's it called? 
recently. Pokemon Duel. Pokemon Duel. And yeah, I liked yeah. Pokemon Duel. I thought like, the fig- the figure play game, uh, the, the figure trading figure game is technically what it's called, was really fun. And I liked that they adapted it to mobile and worked off it like that. And I was really sad to see it shut down because I did spend a tiny bit of money on it. Like, not heaps, maybe 20 bucks. Mm. But it was fun. And I enjoyed it for what it was. And it was sad to see that go. But obviously, you know, Pokemon Go is such a titan and the money's there and all that. And then, like, we got Pokemon Rumble on mobile for some reason and it's not fun and nobody likes it. And <laughs> it's garbage. And, <laughs> um, yeah. But then, obviously, Pokemon, Pokemon Quest, people play that on Switch mostly, um, to be fair. Uh, so, yeah, now what? That's... I feel like I'm missing one. No, doesn't matter. Magic Heart Splash. Is that what you're, t- <laughs> yeah, what you're thinking about? Yeah, even <laughs> it could have could have could have been Magic Heart Splash, mm. but Magic Heart Splash was just pure fun. It didn't have to be. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that was that was the good thing about yeah. it. Yeah. I think over the time in the last five years, those five games, like we've got so much Pokemon choice on mobile now, and they're all so vastly different. But the problem with apps is it's just like storing all that shit on your phone and then focusing on it every day because they all have daily logins and quests and you've only got so many you can do yeah like i mean i've i've only got one i've got animal crossing at the moment yeah i'm going to eventually get into dragalia yep because i've heard of you know how much you love the game and it does appeal to me too i love the art style and everything a lot of people love dragalia and i dare say you know in in a in a world hopefully uh i'm going to enjoy pokemon Mm. uh masters um so there's three which are all nintendo yeah then I might pick up like a, you know another random one. So how many of those do you need a day? Yeah, that's where it, that's where it gets difficult. Like, but I I have found what I did like about Animal Crossing is like I'm listening to a podcast and playing Animal Crossing on my phone. Yeah, and it's sort of it's keeping me off mindlessly scrolling through Twitter or something. It does, yeah. And yeah. like I, I'm not being any more productive playing a game on my phone as opposed to just putting my phone down and going outside and you know trimming a tree or something yeah but you know it does uh, if you are fiddling with your phone it does sort of keep you you know just mindlessly looking at Twitter and duh, you know oh, for sure <laughs> I, I mean like I had two Dragali accounts running for a while and I've put the game down for a little bit uh, now just to uh, sort of spread myself out a bit and make sure that I'm actually playing other things rather than just my mobile phone all the time hmm. um, so I, I've sort of left Dragalia in a little state and I'll log in when there's an event on or something and have a crack or whatever but I'm, I'm not so dedicated to be like oh, I'm going to smash this goal smash this goal mm. smash this goal but at the end of the day like I was open, opening two Dragalia accounts and it was keeping me occupied from spending so much time on to- on, on social media mm. which uh, to be honest like there was a pit there for a bit uh, before Dragalia come out where I was spending way too much time on it. Mm. I don't know if Android does this, but on, on iPhone, it like keeps track of like all the different categories of like how long you've spent on your I'm phone. I'm pretty sure it does. Yeah. It, it, it would somewhere. Um, but it comes up like Twitter, Facebook or whatever. And I might have like, on like a normal day, it might be like two hours. I'm like, how the fuck did I find two hours to be on Twitter? And it might be just like five minutes here, five minutes there. But so like it adds up. And adds that, up. Quick. That's that's the worst part is you look at that two hours and you go, shit, I could have done so many things with those two hours. Mm. And especially in your case where, you know, you've got to finish Persona 5. I was, I was about to say. But at the same time, <laughs> it's not like the PlayStation 4 is in my pocket and I'm going to be playing five here. <laughs> five minutes of Persona here and five minutes of Persona there. Yeah, but how, much, how much time are you spending on Twitter at home, Drew? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. 
Exactly, you know. I mean, fair enough if you're out and about and you're just like, oh, I feel like opening Twitter and going for a scroll. But when you're home, you could be doing so many things. But the first thing you do is sit on the couch and open your Twitter. Mm. You know? It, it does happen. Like, social media is, is a killer for time. Tell you what, you edit the podcast from now on and uh, I'll spend my Tuesday and Thursday nights playing Persona. How's that sound? <laughs> Yeah, you need to finish Persona and so he, won't, he won't do it. For, he won't help me out here, Felix. Will you, will you, bros? Come on, no. <laughs> you, you, you've dragged yourself into this mess now, buddy. You, you have to uh, finish Persona. <laughs> yeah, I, I just want to end this sort of mobile discussion on. It is a shame that Mario Run sort of failed and made Nintendo go, okay, we won't do that anymore. Yeah, because I would have much preferred th- their games coming out being like, you know, fifteen dollars. Here it is. I'm like, okay, cool. Here's Animal Crossing. Okay, here's a. Mario Kart. Oh, here's this. Because yeah. like fifteen dollars, you know, it's a lot for an iPhone game, but for a, you know, a, a game from Nintendo, it's like nothing. Yeah, and I mean, like, while I agree with that as well too, though, I, I understand why it failed, and mm, that, I do too. That's purely because you know, at the app market is just so trudged full of free to play or free mm. to start, and you know, eventually you're going to end up spending money on it anyway mm. sort of thing and uh, Mario Run suffered that stagnant uh, stagnativity from being hey look $15 you can keep playing and then it's just like well no <laughs> yeah. sorry yeah doesn't work out for me remember the days on the iPod Touch where it's just like here's Doodle Jump for a dolly like ah oh, here's a dumb game here's my dollar <laughs> well yeah that's it and I mean like now it's like here's a dumb game keep putting money into it <laughs> yeah yeah it's like completely 180 and turned yeah. into a cash cow. Mm. Mm. Uh, so, next up, what I've been playing is... Uh, Jesus Christ, we're not even through this section yet. No, no. <laughs> this, this one's going to be a bit quicker. So, I've been playing Mario Maker 2. Um, when Mario Maker came out, we were at AvCon and we we're busy doing the Patreon and the podcast, yeah. my other podcast and everything, and I just didn't get the time to do it. And one thing I've had a problem with the Switch, I know you're less fussy on this, Bryce, but I've... You know, I hate playing 2D games with the buttons on the Switch mm-hmm. without a D-pad. You know, it's not ideal. And the uh, the D-pad on the Pro Controller drives me absolutely nuts because it's just not accurate enough to play some of these faster 2D games. Yeah. Mario is probably fine, but when you're playing like something like Super Meat Boy or uh, just, you know, something a bit faster where you've got to like, you know, rock it back and forth, yeah. it just doesn't pick up your directions well enough and it drives me nuts. Yeah. Um, so I picked up an 8-bit dough uh, SN30 Pro Plus controller. So I don't. If you're not familiar with 8-bit Doe, they do uh, sort of wireless classic controllers. They've done, uh, you know, the uh, SNES controller, which I have, and it's just like it's. It feels exactly the same as a one of those controllers, but it's wireless and it works with your Switch and PC and everything. And last year at E3, they announced they're doing a brand new controller. It's basically like an SNES controller but it's got the uh, it's got the sticks it's got triggers it's got bumpers and it's got you know like handles like a modern controller yeah and it's uh, they did a black one one based on the uh, North American uh, SNES and they did one on the Game Boy and I picked up the one based on the Game Boy color it looks really cool with the red buttons and everything yeah. nice big D-pad has the uh, it sort of it feels similar to a, a DualShock uh, 4 controller so if you like your sticks together and all that um, I'm not too fussed on the posi- positioning of the sticks. I can go PlayStation or Xbox or whatever. I don't really care where the sticks are, but I find the D-pad on the PlayStation controllers up the top feels a lot better than when 
you know, on the Xbox or whatever controller, it's near the bottom. You've got to like, stretch your thumb down to play it. Yeah. So typically, I do prefer my sticks together so my D-pad can be up there. Um, you know, if you're playing Call of Duty or something, maybe you do want your stick up there, but it's just depending on what games you play. So yeah, I uh, picked up the controller and it's absolutely fantastic. It actually comes with a custom firmware where you can really like uh, modify your controls, what buttons do what and everything. I haven't bothered with that because I haven't needed to. I've just been playing Mario Maker, so that hasn't needed too much uh, customization or anything. Yeah. But the controller is absolutely fantastic. And um, I'd say to anyone who's looking to get one, get one. It's a great retro controller. It works awesome with the Switch, works with PC and everything as well. And... Yeah, so I started the uh, Mario Maker 2, I guess, campaign. Uh, just I finished it in like two nights. It's actually really quick. I thought it would take for ages to rebuild the castle. But I just threw, th- I just like went through the levels and beat it quite easily. And you don't actually have to finish all the levels to complete the castle, which actually surprised me. I got like through probably three quarters mm-hmm. and the castle was completed. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, um, really enjoyed it. I haven't really played many custom levels from different people and I haven't made any levels myself. Um, I'm going to like sort of like dabble with the level creation probably when I've got a bit of free time. But as we're going to talk about later on in the show, there's so many games coming out. Um, so I'm not going to be making any of my levels anytime soon. Yeah. And, you know, the levels I'll make wouldn't be too impressive anyway, I dare say. They'll be like, here's a Goomba, here's Bowser, here's another Bowser, here's a million Bowsers. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Here's a star to kill them all with. Yep, yeah, you're done. Yeah, right. Actually, and with the with the controller, I was actually a bit worried because eight um, bit dough. They were saying, "Oh, pre-order on Amazon," and Amazon Australia doesn't have it. It wasn't anywhere in Australia. It was just basically America. And I wanted the the Game Boy Edition, and uh, Amazon would only let me get the black one. I'm like, oh, I don't want the black one. I want the Game Boy one because Game Boys are cool, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> One way to look at it. Yeah. yeah. And it wasn't... I found... I think it was on uh, AliExpress or something. They actually had had it where they could ship to us. I'm like, yes. It was $20 cheaper as well instead of 90 for through Amazon. On AliExpress? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it was $70. It was free shipping and everything. I was like, wow, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, really impressed with that. That's all I've got to say. It's an awesome controller, rechargeable, USB-C, all that fun stuff. Yeah, it's good. Mm. Cool. You haven't had it. I haven't shown you yet, have I? No, I'll have to have a look at yeah. it just before I go. And like, just talking about controllers, you know, you've got the GameCube wireless oh, controller. I love that thing. Yeah, oh, yeah. I want to get one of those too. It, it is, it is mm. a beautiful little t- piece of technology. I know that there have been people that have had problems with them, but Power A have been really quick to the ball to get them replaced and okay. all that stuff, which yeah. is good. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, like EB Games have gold and silver ones now and all that yeah. stuff, and that's that's pretty cool. I don't know um, what color I want because I feel like I've got like heaps of black ones. My Smash one's black. I feel yep. like. My very first GameCube controller was one I bought off a friend of mine and it was a silver one. I'm like, would I get the silver one? Was there... You said there's a gold one. Were, were there ever gold GameCube controllers? Official I don't ones? think so. I don't no. think there were, no. No. I really, want a, I really want an orange one. There's only one yes. person I've ever known that's had an orange GameCube controller and that's Barry. Those Indigo uh, GameCubes are beautiful. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Maybe the purple one. The purple one would be cool too. Like, you know, the original yeah. color with... Yeah. I had that. Uh, I had one of those controllers at one point. It died. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me sad every time. But yeah, no, uh, the Power A GameCube controller, if you've ever been skeptical, it's um, a really nice controller. Uh, the only downside is that it's not rechargeable, which, oh, so close, you know, type, yeah, of, God. type of deal. But if they put USB C on that, because, like, you know, just talking about the controller itself, like, you know, I, I haven't played with it, but you let me hold yours. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. And. 
I'm like holding it. I'm like, this feels like a GameCube controller. It is. It's just a little clatty clack of the triggers. Yeah. The D-pad's like a bit bigger and better. Mm-hmm. Like it's better than the original GameCube controller. Yeah, yeah. Like in a lot of ways. Yeah. And it's just, if they put USB-C on it... It would be perfect. Just wonderful. Oh, yeah, yeah. So close. Be. Absolutely. Yeah, so so close in everything. I would have paid an extra 30 bucks just for rechargeable USB-C. Yeah, Power I, f- a. Just, I feel that. Yeah, just because if Power A is out there and they're like, oh, you know, we we do, we wanted to save the extra dollar a unit, so overall we save like half a million dollars on production. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, I would have paid you the extra for it. I would like, yeah, oh. I would have paid you extra and what what it would have cost you for the yeah. production. Um, but in saying that, that it does have its uses being non rechargeable as well. In that, you know, if you're running mm. the batteries, you go, oh shit, I'll just swap out the batteries. Mm. You know, which is good. Well, actually. Yeah, talking talking about that, like be able to swap out batteries for this um this SN thirty Pro Plus controller. It comes with a rechargeable battery, but you yeah. can actually take that rechargeable battery out and just use a, a double A's as well. Oh, that's cool. So if your battery, for whatever reason, like in multiple years, like oh, this rechargeable battery is useless now, it's dead. Throw yeah. it away. Just use batteries. Yeah, that's good. And that's not a feature on like the DualShock or the Pro controller or anything. Yeah. Like you can't do that. So. No really impressive feature for that as well yeah uh but it also it's also while it is a standard a really very accurate standard feeling gamecube controller uh it does come with all the buttons necessary to play literally any switch game as well mm. so that includes a second a second bumper button which obviously the gamecube controller didn't have it has home and share um it has everything and in clickable sticks which the gamecube didn't have oh that's beautiful you know oh, God. it has literally <laughs> everything it needs to be a pro controller mm. so like if if you're like eh, you know i feel like using a gamecube controller whether it be for smash or mario kart or whatever the hell you feel like uh, it's a pretty good controller as have, well. have you played any games because you, you know how the gamecube controller is basically made it's layouts weird yeah. it's, it's layouts weird for like you know just third party games have you fa- have you like sat down and played something like uh, i don't know for example doom or whatever game it is where it's like this feels weird playing with a gamecube controller it does but i think it's mainly because um like because of that a button <laughs> the the yeah, a button yeah, is the button big, it, it's well it's a huge it's a huge uh design thing when it comes to the GameCube controller is the, ba- the A button is just massive mm. you know what I mean and A is not all, impo- all important and all encompassing a lot a lot of ports which, for example which I mean this always pisses me off anyway but um, because Nintendo's uh, layout is so different um, yeah, it's, it's reversed. It's, the others, it's completely yeah. reversed so it's just sort of like well the others are reversed Nintendo's is the correct way the others came around later so theirs is reversed yeah all right all right <laughs> no I'm, I'm yeah i'm only joking obviously it's the industry industry standard for the other way now yeah just because everywhere else does it but yeah exactly yeah, i'm only joking don't break my balls i will i'll break no, no, balls. i'm just talking about anyone listening don't break my balls <laughs> but um so Phil spencer out there going no fucking drew the expense is right <laughs> but like ports really suffer uh because they go under the impression that uh, well if people have played this on Xbox before they're going to be used to pressing this button in this position so they don't change where the buttons are in the layout and that does cause confusion Mm. because it's like oh hey instead of jump is A now it is B now because of the reversed order on the on the switch right it's like Crash Team Racing B is Accelerate yeah it breaks my mind yeah exactly it's like because Team Sonic Racing uh, was it was it L? 
or the back trigger you know, is accelerate like mm. a, like most racing games these days yeah yeah but with crash it's b i'm like oh yeah <laughs> it feels weird exactly mm. and i mean that that's that's the situation where the gamecube controller gets hindered because it's like hey it's b the smallest <laughs> button on that on that thing so i mean in situations like that it's kind of annoying but if you're literally just looking to play like mario mario or zelda or um nintendo game <laughs> smash bros like it's intended for or mario kart you know stuff like that it's grateful and i mean it's just a good addition to your lineup even if you like i have a controller uh i would really like a gamecube controller and a second controller so that people can play with and then you know you've got a pro controller a gamecube controller if somebody comes around it's like what would you prefer to use this one or this one mm. then you can just use the opposite it's not really that big of a deal yeah because so, I dare say I'll end up with one eventually. They're and, great. They're great. And like, it, I guess it's like the Wii days where you've got so many controllers for just one system. Yeah. Like with my PlayStation, I've got what three controllers, it's all exactly the same, just different colors. Yeah. Whereas <laughs> same with the Xbox and with the Switch, it's like the Pro controller, the Joy Cons, uh, the the SN30 Pro Plus, and a wireless GameCube controller and a wired GameCube controller. Different controllers for different situations, I think, is the moral yeah. of the story. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. Like, you're not going to whip out the... Uh, you're not going to whip out... If you have the option, you're not going to whip out the uh, SN30 or the Pro Controller for Smash Bros. You're going to go to the GameCube controller. Mm-hmm. Or if you want to play your classic games, obviously, you'll go to your SN30. Or if you just want like something that's good enough for Breath of the Wild and has a good battery, battery life, Pro Controller. Well, just like the pro controller it's an awesome feeling controller i love everything about it yeah except for no headphone jack and an awful d-pad yeah and the awful d-pad is like a pretty glaring issue for a nintendo controller but it is yeah yeah, yeah. but oh yes i will we're gonna do i bought another controller to fix it <laughs> yeah that's right yeah. uh so bryce let's talk uh quickly about the uh indie world highlights that happened at gamescom i don't want to go over every single game there's been other podcasts and you can go and look at the video and there's there's lots of things you can do to sort of take this in mm-hmm. but did you watch this to start off with no yeah <laughs> so this is going to be this is going to be basically me look yeah <laughs> is it? It, it is yeah but i mean i i was paying attention to the news at the very least so i don't know yeah i don't know what was in there but i did i did not like follow in on the hype and everything well i, I dare say you've seen probably these games i've listed anyway yeah. But I, you know, we'll start off with one of the, I guess, most exciting ones, uh, just from I guess terms of the game itself and sort of the uh, the relationship blossoming is Ori in the Blind Forest coming yeah. to Switch, which is beautiful, which yeah. is a an obvious one yeah. to come from uh, Microsoft for uh, the Switch, and it's a perfect fit. You yeah, know, it's, it's great. Ori is a very beautiful game. It's one of those games where it's like, oh, that's going to come eventually, surely. Like, come on, yeah, and. Here it is. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you feel like you'll be picking it up? Because I know it's free on Game Pass. and I probably will pick it up on Switch. You will pick it up on Switch? I reckon I will. Yeah. Yeah, I reckon I will. Because, like, the thing is, is, like, the, having these games free on Game Pass and stuff like that, you would think to me, uh, think for me, a father of two who has to provide for his family... <laughs> that'd be like I'll take the free option but to be completely honest with you something being free does not give me a lot of drive to play it I'm the exact same way absolutely yeah I think I think that's I think it's actually a real killer for me unless I'm really interested in a game I can just be like if if I know it's free I'll just go back to it literally anytime I'm not like alright I just spent my money on this I'm gonna get my money's worth out of it it's like it was free so so to motivate yourself you're gonna buy it 
Yeah. And obviously, because I want to play Ori. Yeah, and obviously, handheld mode net. Yes, yeah. ideal for that too. It, yeah. It's, yeah, it's like ideal an ideal game for the Switch. Mm. So I'd, I'd love to buy it for because I bought it on Steam when it was like eleven dollars you know, a year or so ago on sale. Yeah. I'm like, you know, I never, t- I, I never touched my computer for games really. So yeah. I just bought it because I'm like, oh yeah, I want to support these guys. Um, and I have been meaning to get to it on Xbox, but it's a similar thing on Xbox. You know, it's I t- free. You don't yeah, have the motivation. Yeah. <laughs> I was playing um, a Lucky's Tale the other day because you know, Super Lucky's Tale coming to Switch, one of the exclusive uh, games coming from Xbox over to Nintendo. I'm like, oh, let's see what this game's all about, though. You know, it's a, it's a, I like platformers. It's a nice, cute-looking thing. And I go to the first world and I jump uh, onto a platform, and I go through the platform and I get stuck in the platform. I'm like, all right. <laughs> so I'm just, all I can do is walk around this platform and jump, and I cannot get through it. I'm like, I turn off the Xbox. I'm like, cool. And that's actually the last time I played the Xbox. I'm like, oh, cool. That's a fun game. Super Lucky's Tale. Hopefully, the super means no glitches. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Ori in the Blind Forest, awesome. It's coming to Switch. Uh, this one was announced uh, at a event a few months ago now, but it's uh, and it's coming out very soon. Creature in the Well. So, this is like a, I guess, a top-down sort of dungeon-crawling uh, Zelda dungeon-inspired sort of game where you're... Uh, with it's pinball got, mechanics. With, with the pinball of, mechanics. Yeah. We talked looks, about this, you know, back when... When yeah, it we was did. first shown. Yeah. yeah, and it looks it looks really awesome and it's coming out very soon. I don't have the date here, but I saw on the eShop there's a, it's actually got 10% off if you pre-order and it's 22 Australian dollars. And like 22 Australian dollars, that's that's actually a bit cheaper than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be about 30. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm quite happy to pick that up. I might pre-order it um very soon. Yeah. So yeah, looking forward to that one. Uh now Bryce, this 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 one's uh this one's pretty relevant for the Australian listeners. Uh, so Hotline Miami Collection, uh, it, it came out very briefly here in Australia. If you're in America, you, you know, you've got all the time in the world to buy this one. You know, Take your time, let it marinate. But <laughs> if you were here in Australia, you had to pounce on it quick as anything. Oh, yeah, you um, did. Uh, Devolver Digital, uh, we're lucky enough that they uh, they look after us with codes for their games. They do. Like they do for many uh, small creators yes. in, in sort of our community. Yeah. And... Um, they 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 reached out and said, "Oh, would you like a code for the Hotline Miami collection on Switch?" And I said, "And I smacked that yes button." Yeah, and I did too. And uh, uh, you know, I did that before work. I think about ten o'clock yep. or something. I would have got the code. I'm like, "Oh, awesome!" Like Hotline Miami. I had uh, the, the original game on PlayStation Vita, and just you know, those games are just perfect for handheld systems. Yep. Let, let alone now, you know, on the Switch, you've got the bigger screen and the more robust sort of uh, thumbsticks to actually really get into it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I got that about ten o'clock, and I was I had soccer training that night. I got home about nine or eight that night, and I think you said you said to me like, oh, you know, Jono's having trouble with his code, because f- for those that don't know, this ga- Hotline Miami Two was banned in Australia. Not the first yep. one, but the second one for you know drug references. I haven't played the second one because it was banned here. <laughs> so I think it was because like you know you you use it to get your health back or something. You know you've got a positive effect from drugs. Yeah. Because you know the the Australian rating board absolutely hates drugs used in positive lighting. If you took drugs and it hurt you, they wouldn't care. Like what, like that, like what happened with the um, what was it the was it the Day Z thing or something? Day Z, yeah. How how it was just like oh, smoke marijuana and the you get smoke your marijuana smoke marijuana as a painkiller, and then it was just like oh yeah, well it's banned, and now they've had to revert the entire 
fucking thing just to keep globally, the game. yeah, yes, just nuts. to keep the game going. Way to make us look like dickheads. Classification. I can't even say your name right because I'm so angry. Classification board. Well, That's the, so stupid. Just like chuck an R rating on it, so people over um, eighteen can play it. And if uh, if if someone gets influenced from that game to do drugs, they're idiots. Do you think? Do you <laughs> just, think? Do you think we're children like that? Yeah. It's like you're not you're 18, you're still a child, mate. You can't touch them drugs. I'm like I've known people that have been doing drugs since they were 14. <laughs> oh, well, that's not a good thing. That's not a- I'm not saying it's a good thing. <laughs> I'm just saying that it happens a lot earlier than the age of 18 anyway. Yeah. And I don't think playing a video game is going to be the major influencing uh thing for people to go out. It's like No. Hey, uh, it's just like, oh, I was one of those lucky people to get Hotline Miami collection. It's just like, sit down and play it. It's like 15 hours later. It's like, ah, well, that was fun. I think I'll go out and buy some crack cocaine. You know, it doesn't happen like that, guys. Yeah, it's just it's, it's just Fuck. frustrating. I was so close. I was so close well, to yeah, installing it. That's the thing is, <laughs> is that I what got time, the code. What, so what time did you... Five o'clock, I think it was. Yeah, okay. And it was about an hour after it was just gone. Yeah, just gone off the eShop. Um, so I, I smashed that yes. I was up in Mount Gambia. I got the code. I'm like, cool. I've got Hot Miami collection. I'm like, I better jump on that shit ASAP because... See, I- see, that was my problem. I was I was just like, oh, this is weird that Hot Miami 2 was approved. Yeah. I'm like, oh, well, I guess it is. Yeah. I should have, yeah, should have been a bit more onto uh, all the bullshit <laughs> we get in Australia as far as classification yeah. well yeah see that's that was my thing is it's just like well if this is released here I don't know how long that's going to be for and considering the news that's all just happened with DayZ the classification border are a, you know and I mean obviously we've already had people in parliament talk about it like did you did you catch I that no, I haven't no. there was a guy in parliament that literally said we have an R18 for a reason uh, R18 rating for a reason you've literally just made us look like a laughing stock by screwing Daisy over and making them revert their entire update for their game. Yeah. And let's be honest, you know, smoking weed, bit of a, you know, bit I of... Can't, like, yeah, weed. It's like, yeah, who cares? You're not, you're not, <laughs> yeah. your character is not lining up a nice big line of fucking crack on the table for you to snort and then have hallucinogen, hallucinogenic effects and then all that. It doesn't happen. That's how you get the mech in Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> um but uh it was just sort of like all right i'm I'm gonna do this as soon as i get home as soon as i got home i had sword art in my hand and i had my phone i'm like put sword art down i'm like code now put it in got it look on twitter jono's like my code's not working i'm like here we go yeah see that's it and you messaged me and i like got home and i like I think I got home, I sat down. I was probably, you know, going back to before, wasting time on Twitter. Yep. I'm like, oh yeah. Then you you buzzed through saying, hey, uh, did, did your code work? I'm like, oh, I haven't put it in yet. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. Mm. So the after effect is you didn't get Hotline Miami, even though you've got a perfectly working code for it. Yeah. And then I have, it's on my Switch, it's downloaded. It just, for some reason, like the classification board just... It makes them even look even more like idiots that they didn't even realise their mistake. Mm. Like even after the DayZ controversy, it's like, can't smoke weed. It's like, Hotline Miami collection? What's that? Oh, I guess we'll just approve it. Yeah, it'll, yeah, it'll be interesting how it got through because 
I guess it's a collection and it just snuck through because it wasn't just called the same thing. I'm surprised their flags didn't just light up red when they heard the words Hotline Miami. That makes no sense to me. Collection with the second one that was banned in it. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Like Hotline Miami, like you guys banned that and it was like controversial when you banned it. Like a lot of things you banned. It just shows how flippant and... uh, how much attention they don't uh, pay, oh, but how hard they are on the bands as well at the same time. They're so stupid. Because a lot of the time it just takes like another uh, like a, appeal yeah. and it goes through. It's like, oh, so what did they do that time? So like, sometimes it's not much or no. anything at all. I guess Devolver just put it in and they were like, oh yeah, it's been accepted. Devolver just like, all right, nobody tell them. <laughs> you, can imagine, you can imagine what they'll be like at Devolver, just like, ah. I, lo- I love Devolver. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad we have a contact in Devolver. <laughs> Oh, I love those guys. But it's it's just sort of like, well, it's, it's so depressing because I know a lot of people within our group got a code. Uh, even Ashley Hobby, Hobley put out like ages before it even got banned. He's just like, how long is it going to take for this to get banned? And I'm like, well, they can suck my dick because I've got <laughs> it now. So they're not taking it back now. It would have um, been under 12 hours. It was Yeah, it was about 12 hours. It's good to know the, it's good to know the uh, people running the show over there you know can react that quick to that but not other things going on in australian society that's 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 exactly right yeah and uh to that hero in parliament like just as a cap off could they have left it a week seriously let us let us buy it and uh then ban it then ban it like uh, to that hero just just sort of cap cap off the discussion to that hero in parliament that called them out for being don't have his name. Don't have his name. No, I cannot remember it. But you, you will be able to find a video on it. It's basically just a guy ragging on the classification board. John Howard? No, it was not John Howard. It would not be John Howard. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> not John Howard. Um, if he, uh, he really stood up and basically said, you're making us look like a bunch of fools. We have an R18 rating. Use it to its effect. If people are going to go out and buy drugs, it's not because of a video game under the R18 rating. It's because they've... Because they want drugs. They, they've gone and bought the drugs because they want drugs. Their influence is not going to change because of a video game. End of story. And he basically just said, you've just made us look like another laughing stock mm. all over again. Yeah, because I don't do drugs. I've never had an interest in doing drugs. Playing Hotline Miami would not make me want to do drugs. Shit, or- no. That game. Holy crap. Even even if I played Hotline Miami, I'm like, oh, I've got to do, I've got to do some drugs after this game. I'm way too much of a tight ass for drugs. Like it, you know, it, how expensive are drugs in Australia? Like, it's oh, just ridiculous. <laughs> I, and you know, I'm saying that as someone so naive, I've got no idea how much I would pay for drugs. But they're not cheap. I would imagine they're not cheap. <laughs> a decent, a decent amount of weed, I suppose, alone. And weed is the most common drug you're going to come across. That's like three hundred dollars, and that might last you maybe a week and a half if you're a decent, avid smoker. Mm. You know, it's like. <laughs> The the thing is, is just the it, house of chuff. The house of chuff. <laughs> the, house, the house of puff. The house of puff and chuff. There we go. <laughs> um, but it is it is literally just an absolute joke that we have this rating that just brings in no effect. Hotline Miami would not ever make me want to do crack cocaine. <laughs> the like game it. the game is creepy enough on its own. You know the animal masks and all that shit and people being like just fucking murder this guy. I like how you immediately go to it wouldn't make me do crack cocaine but it might make me want to uh, make me pop an extra Panadol hill in there but you know <laughs> <laughs> my, 
<laughs> oh yeah, pop the extra Panadol. That's really gonna get me chuffing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, it's a chuffing. But um, can't feel my fingers. I I have played plenty of games with drugs involved before, and the thing is, is like, it's not a good example though. You're a raving drug addict. Oh, I'm such a raving drug addict. All that RuneScape you've been playing, and the thing is, is how like, much rocks have you been? There are, there are a lot of games that get through that barrier and then they're just like, they have this drug in this game that has n- like no relevance to the real world, but it's still heavily implied. Like in Skyrim, would they, uh, well, in, in Elder Scrolls in general, they have a giant drug ep- epidemic around skooma. It's huge. And it has effects on your character when you have it and stuff like that. Like... It, fucks with your stats and sometimes your visuals and does weird shit like stuff like that in there but because it's not called cocaine it's all of a sudden not allowed in Australia Mm. yeah it's it's, it's, it is very frustrating being an Australian and like it comes up on um, like you know other shows other other people covering it in the games industry oh yeah and it comes up saying oh you know this game's banned in Australia and every single time it's got like you know the person you know puts their hands down the table puts down their show notes on the on the table and go come on and they're just like come on Australia what are you doing over there I've been so stupid and we're like well, no we agree we agree man yeah that's the problem <laughs> we fought we fought long and hard for that R18 rating it literally took years and everybody was campaigning signing petition petitions all that shit active involvement all over the internet trying to get this pushed we get the IR team rating we cheer in victory only to get censored anyway yeah and it's for the dumbest things you know so mm. but uh, I mean if you want to go ahead and uh, like a uh, Katana Zero like that got that got banned <laughs> that was as, ridiculous that got banned as well and like it eventually uh, came out re-emerged like, yeah it re-emerged like two months later and it came out in the eShop and it's still it's still going so obviously they worked out whatever problems there were but if that game didn't come out that game is absolutely fantastic that would have been such a shame if we couldn't play that here because mm-hmm. like you know I, I got it months after um, you know it came out in the rest of the world so uh, I played I played through I didn't get to finish it but I'm still going through it but yeah, uh, you know I played through like a fair few levels and I'm like this is fantastic this is really addicting and it's just there's an awesome story there and everything and just just for the fact like oh you know it's got this in it it's such a shame just these oh. games you just get banned here. It's just ridiculous. And it's, it's it's just the most like irrelevant thing ever. To be completely honest with you, it's no different to like, oh hey look, I'm gonna go into a bar in a video game and get drunk as piss. And you know, there's that whole mission. There's a whole mission in Red Dead Two where the entire the entire mission is you going out and having a drink with Lenny. Hmm. And eventually, the whole night just gets fucked up. Fucked up. You're looking for Lenny around the bar. You're stumbling around everywhere in first person. You're like Lenny. You turn a woman around, and she's like in this bustier with Lenny's face and shit. <laughs> and then like you, you have a dance. Like you, you, Arthur's going dan- line dancing in the bar or whatever. And then he goes outside and punches a guy. And then you get chased by the cops and shit. It's like so cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I that guess game, that game would be so big. You'd never. They would never find it in there though. No, no, it's the main mission. Yeah, I know, but yeah, oh, they've got to disclose all that, don't they? Like, oh, it's got this nudity bit. It's got this in it. You know, well, they don't have to disclose all that, but yeah, I mean, yeah. like, it's it's just sort of the, in the same way. Like, you're going under under the presumption that um that that scene in particular is there to make you go and drink a shit ton of alcohol. That is not the case. It is there to make you laugh. Hmm. You know what I mean? Just as like. 
somebody smoking weed's like, ah, well, I guess that makes sense. I mean, medicinal marijuana is used around the world as a painkiller. Uh, I guess so. Yeah. You know. It's like, shit. Come on, man. I mean, it's. I guess this is this is way off topic now. But as far as like weed goes, I've never been interested in like doing weed or whatever. But as far as like you know, its benefits, you know. There are plenty. There's, there's there's a lot of them. Just saying, there's plenty. And yeah. Centering a game for using weeds kind of stupid. You know, and we've we've got a friend who suffered of a you know a pretty ordinary and life de- uh, debilitating uh, disease. He's like you know most most of his life. Yeah. And marijuana help helps him a lot. Yeah. So, like, like like short short disclosure, I suppose he had Crohn's. Yeah. And he quit his medication because he literally just started using marijuana, and it was bettering his life just by using it hmm. not so, not saying it as a promotion like hey you can go and smoke weed but I'm saying like no, there, not, no. there's positive benefits to it it's not like yeah. it's not like the it's not like the devil's lettuce as <laughs> its term was given a long time no. ago because I remember in high school like oh you know keep away from drugs and obviously like there are drugs where it's just like no way don't touch you'll ruin your life and you know, absolutely not in, yeah in, in in experience you've seen that in some maybe some acquaintances from high school or whatever it might oh, be shit, yeah. where you're like oh dude i feel so sorry for you but that's the path you unfortunately chose but marijuana it's like yeah i know so many chill yeah. people on marijuana that are not the problem it's the same as same as alcohol if you rock up to work and you've had a couple of beers and you and you're a bit slower and ditzy and all that it's like no what dude go home go you home. can't drink it's the same with same with marijuana don't smoke but if you go home and have a smoke and all that you know it's fine I feel anyway yeah I yeah. mean we we were the last state in the country to uh, make it illegal mm. because our soil's so good for growing it <laughs> so, you always bring it up I love that so our soil's just so good we've got good soil down here in South Australia it is really good soil in the southeast. It's it's really good for growing hemp yeah. like it just is I guess and like a, a lot of people are bewildered when I bring up that fact I'm like it's true mm. and I, I, people who know that i'm a farmer they're going to be asking the question and i'm going to say no no i don't grow marijuana (laughs) (laughs) we're going on some really good tangents here i like this it's it's a really really weird tangent but um yeah so have we ever discussed such a a mature topic no we're talking about drugs we should probably leave it on leave it for cracking for if we'll talk about it i thought thought you better say something else we'll we'll talk about censorship censorship Mm. on cracking furfies or something i feel like that'd be a good topic but um yeah, I, I guess uh, the moral of the story is uh, don't do hard drugs. Don't do hard drugs because uh, Hotline Miami uh, isn't here to influence you now. So I no. guess you can't do hard drugs now. No, well, even, even actually, it's a real shame too because the first one could, that would be fine, at least that. But it's because they're together. The first one gets uh, from, funneled off as well. From what I understand, I think they're still intending to release the first one on the eShop. So um, they'll sort something out. They'll put the first one out on the eShop instead so people can actually still play Hotline Miami. They haven't actually officially commented on it yet, but I think mm. that was the case. Because I ha- like like I said before, I haven't played the second one, but from what I heard, the first one is the better game. From what I heard. And that's fine. I haven't, I haven't played the second one, but yeah. And that is fine, but I'd still like to play the second. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, so I'm glad I got the collection. Oh, yeah, fuck. And they can't take it from me now. <laughs> I'm going to go stand in front of Parliament with my Switch <laughs> up in the air. I'm like, take this from me, you fuckers. So they do. Yeah, they probably would. <laughs> so- John Howard comes out himself, so I can't have to confiscate that. Thanks. Mm. So, um, 
John Howard probably has it on his switch too. So. I like how we just reference John Howard when he's been retired for years. How many years has it been at this point? Uh, Fifteen. Yeah, roughly so. Yeah, I think it, I think it was just that figurehead, figurehead from our childhood. We were like John Howard. Well, the thing is, John Howard. I guess he was he was the first prime minister I really remember. Oh, yeah, true. And when I went to Canberra, um, I met John Howard and shaked his butt. I did not shake his butt. I shook his hand. Thank you very much. <laughs> no, I didn't get to shake his hand, but. On, on Facebook, I was like, you know, doing pictures. I'm like, oh, where's John Howard? Ha ha, you know, doing like the whole thing. And it, it, people like, oh, you know, funny dude, whatever. Whatever, <laughs> whatever people commented. I'm like, oh, I found him. It was like a picture in Parliament House of John Howard. They've got all the prime ministers from, yeah. obviously, throughout Australian history. Yeah. And there's John Howard nicely painted there. And uh, yeah, that was very exciting. Off, off tangent. Yeah. You know, Jade was held by Ernie Dingo as a baby. No. Yeah. Ernie Dingo thought she was, <laughs> thought 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 she was an Aboriginal baby because of the colour of her skin at the time. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. So she was she was a baby held by Ernie Dingo on an episode of um, oh on oh. on an episode of something that he that they were doing at the, that he was doing at the time. I can't remember what Does it was. Does she have it? No, no. no. But uh, huh. <laughs> Ernie Dingo almost took her away, and <laughs> Ernie Dingo took my baby. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it's an interesting story that uh, that, that gets thrown around the table from time to time. Mm. So it's really, really strange. But yeah, yeah. anyway, while we're, while we're not talking about figureheads, let's move. <laughs> yeah, so talking about video games, Bryce. Uh, also, <laughs> also, in, I've got five games for the Indie World highlights and we took forever just to get through the one of them, which is fine. I like it. It's yeah. yeah, it's a controversial topic. Yeah, so super hot, Bryce. Come to Switch. It's out now. Awesome. Beautiful, super hot. Yeah, but the problem with super hot is it's very much a VR experience, I think. Mm. Like, I'm not saying that you can't play it outside of VR. It's definitely, obviously, a cool concept outside of VR. Um, well, it came, it came, obviously, out of... The first game wasn't the VR version. No, and yes. Yeah, yeah. Like, that. that's what I mean. But I feel like nowadays that you have the VR version, it's definitely the definitive way to play it yeah because like me with the psvr and you know access to the the normal game on game pass and i've got lots of options for this game yeah um definitely the psvr is the option where i'm like yes i want to play it on vr yeah but the thing is is for me as well is like i'm 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 actually highly considering uh saving up and putting money and investment into a vive Mm, yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm at, like now that I've actually investigated it, and the prices for Vive are dipping. They're like 850 for the basic kit now. Yeah, which is like opposed still, to like 1300 or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, which is what the Pro kit is now. Mm. And I, like, I mean, I understand that's still more expensive than PSVR and all that shit. But I, you I, pay, you pay for what you get. That's exactly yeah, right. What you get. Five, five, is, five is the best kit on the market, mm. and um, it also allows for the most modulability, being a PC kit. Yeah, you can use it for a hell of a lot more things than you can a PSVR. I just got the question, Bryce. Obviously, the, the Vive, you need like a, a nice area to put up your cameras and everything, yeah. so you can move around and move your controllers. Your PC is currently set up in the kitchen. Yeah, your kitchen table is like. I, I have thoughts. Don't worry. Behind it, you, it, it is not going to sit exactly how it is. I've got ideas. Ideas. It'll probably still be in the kitchen, but I'll just give myself enough room so that I, I we have a very light dining table, so I can just move it out the way if I want to play VR. It's not, not a big yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. So, I, can, I can imagine like Jade's cooking dinner. You know, she's like, you know, she's got the pasta. She's like, you know, flipping it. She's getting the whole action <laughs> going. And there you are. You're playing Skyrim. You got, oh, and you got the, the the bloody the music playing. Don't, 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 and like you and you knock the pan out of her hand and you <laughs> and you scold her back with all the noodles. Oh God. 
Yeah, beautiful. Beautiful. Beautiful thoughts. I uh, Actually, one quality of life thing that really, really uh, shifted my mind around was the camera. Mm. The camera in the headset now. So, like, you can... You can hit a button on your Vive controller you can go oh cool I can just take a drink I can see what yeah, I'm yeah, actually the, the viewfinder doing. yeah it's oh, really cool beautiful and it's like the Oculus uh, Quest where it's got like no uh, wires or anything it's just the unit itself yeah and that's got like the 360 cameras around it that looks really cool yeah and I was thinking like because I wasn't like super excited for VR but I just wanted to try it and experience so that's why I got the cheaper PSVR kit yeah. $300 and I spent like $100 on the Move controllers because I couldn't find them secondhand anywhere around me so I just yeah. spent $120 on buddy 2009 PlayStation Move controls fuck my life yeah. um, <laughs> but yeah I really enjoy uh, Beat Saber and everything it's awesome yeah I, I want to have that I want I want to have Beat Saber like, like Jay's like are you actually going to use that though I'm like to be completely honest the reason I want a Vive and not a PSVR is because I want Beat Saber but I want all the fucking custom music custom songs yeah man you know that'd be awesome that's that's what I want it for I want it for Beat Saber and then even uh, VR chat because VR chat's just fucking hilarious it's just dumb yeah it looks it's funny it's just dumb and yeah. funny shit you mm. know like just even shit like that and then just to experience all the cool shit that comes out in VR yeah. as it comes I think is my main draw and like going back to super hot that is one of those experiences that also ramped up the scene alongside Beat Saber, Saber and stuff is that once super hit, super hot hit VR <laughs> sorry I could just where my mind's going is alright we're talking about VR so what about if uh, on Nintendo Switch you could play uh, Super Hot in Labo VR no that'd be awful <laughs> and this is this is what I'm imagining you know how it's got no way of actually attaching it to your face you've actually yeah. got to hold it to your face Yeah. so what you do is you put the Switch on the table you put your face on the table <laughs> and you use the Joy-Cons as the motion controllers but you're just like beating the table with your head <laughs> on the ground <laughs> <laughs> you've got like multiple people like playing it on vibe you know looking like you know articulate you know doing the motions moving around the enemies then there's the switch player just banging the table but you forgot that you also have to add in the microphone features where you have to scream super hot every time you want to go through a phase transition yeah. so you're like banging your hands on the table with your head on the table you're like super hot so, <laughs> so yeah look forward to the VR version coming to Nintendo Labo don't <laughs> play it yet <laughs> I'd play that. <laughs> I would not. No, I don't feel. I would not play that. Uh, I did. I did. Uh, speaking of Labo VR, though, I did talk to. I, sh- I showed you a screenshot, and uh, Louise, if you're listening, I was talking to you. She had. Oh, yeah. uh, she messed around with um, like uh, the Zelda VR and stuff like that, and she said it's actually it's not too bad, but it does get a bit jarring. Mm. I heard bad things about Zelda, mediocre things about um, Mario Odyssey, and Smash is also very jarring. Yeah, <laughs> as well. Like it's called a view. It's called a view, but not Captain to... Toad. Sounds like a good idea, and that sounds like a pretty logical game to put in the VR. Yes, yeah. just for like the view. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. just, just because it's like a yeah. little game. Like it's yeah. it's not. Yeah, just yeah. So it's all just a bit of a gimmick, really. Just yeah, adding it in. But yeah, yeah. Um. So and last of all, last of all, just for our little, I guess the games that stood out to me was Torchlight Two. This wasn't you know how old is this game? Very old now. Yeah, it's very old. But I guess, uh, you know, I'll, I've been wanting to sort of get Diablo 3 on Switch, but it's always been like, I think the cheapest it's been is 60 bucks. 68, I think, is the yeah, cheapest. Yeah, something I've seen like it. that. I'm like, ah, no, no, I'm not going to spend that much. I'm not that worried. But Torchlight 2, I'm like, oh, this is coming now. That's, you know, it's a Diablo like game, and it's probably going to be cheaper than that, hopefully. 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 
So, but if it can hit like that 30, 40 price point, that'd be good. That'd be nice. But, but if it doesn't, well, I'm, I won't worry about it. But. Yeah, no, no, I'm not I'm not holding my, uh, you know, hold my butt cheeks, I guess. Yeah, I don't know where you're going with that, but you're holding. I'm not holding my 50 kilo salmon or anything. Take <laughs> <laughs> like posing for a not, photo. I'm not holding my giant yellow finchuna or anything. I'm not posing at the fishing comp for nothing here, you know. <laughs> In front of my boat where with, are my, we? with my mate Steve. Where, where, are we? where are we going with this episode? I don't know. <laughs> this is fucking ridiculous, isn't it? Uh, what ha- okay, I know we didn't address it at the start, but that's what happens when we take a week off. Yeah, it's just, yeah <laughs> fuck me. It's ridiculous, isn't it? Oh, God. It's fun for us. Oh, it's great. It's, it's great. fun for us, at least. Yeah, I'm not sure if anybody's going to be listen- listening to it. And oh, like- I know the problem. It's these bloody extra pale ales you got us. <laughs> After playing Hotline Miami, did you put drugs in these? Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. You've caught me. Hotline Miami. That's why it's all this grass coming out of it. <laughs> Just chewing on this moist weed. Why, are they, why, are they, why is there an entire hive of bees in my can? Hive of bees. There's a video on Facebook where there's like a a swarm of bees that's just on this guy's butt. and he had to, Oh, God, yeah. Because the queen yeah. bee landed on his butt. So all the oh, working that. bees. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, no. Holy shit, no. I did see that video. No, screw that. <laughs> yeah. We're not talking about Killer Queen Black here, so let's move on. Oh, where is that game as well? Where is Killer Queen Black? Where Who cares? Th- <laughs> I, I care. I do not care at this point. It's, that's going to be a great multiplayer game. It was at PAX last year. It was at PAX, yeah. It was at PAX last year. It's not anywhere to be seen. And like, I, I've given up. And we played like just two-player, and it doesn't really work two-player. It does not just only work two-player. We need like, you need at least four. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on, Bryce. So, uh, recently, the Pokemon World Championships 2019 have been. <laughs> yes, they have. <laughs> yes, they have. And uh, I, just, I guess I just want to congratulate. Um, so, Henry Brand uh, won the TCG Masters Division. Beautiful. He is a, a fellow Aussie, so congratulations to him. Oh, yeah, dude. Um, I don't follow the TCG, the trading card game, at all. Uh, yeah, I'm not big on the TCG scene. Because, like, personally, when I was a kid, I loved the illustrations, like many people out there yeah. who got the cards did. I but... just think they're neat. Yeah, ex- yeah exactly. <laughs> that meme was great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I can't really comment too much on his uh, excellent plays, but um, fantastic. And I see, it, like, a fair few like Australians are actually, like, you know, play second, and yeah. they're in there. They're, they're amongst it. Oh, yeah. There's, there's a huge TCG community uh, mm. in Australia. And like, you know, you've got YouTubers that are huge in it, like Max Mofo and all that stuff, doing uh, Pokemon cards and swearing and throwing big nuts everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> throwing big nuts everywhere. Yeah. Throwing big nuts. The big nut. Yeah. The big nut. Because I-, I wanted to catch, I wanted to catch more of the uh, the the, uh, the video game championships, but I was watching it, I think, uh, late at night, and they were just doing like the pre-show stuff, like talking about yeah. what was going to be, and then it got late, and I went to bed, and like I missed most of it just because of the time difference. Yeah. Obviously, with it being, uh, was it, I think it was Washington in yeah. in America, so the time difference is just complete opposite. Yeah. So I haven't caught up on it yet, but um, I really like. I absolutely love how uh, sort of the competitive Pokemon scene really sort of gets together and like shows off like how well Pokemon can be played. Oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, because, yeah. like, you know, um, I'm certainly, at least not yet, capable of uh, playing, like, that h- higher play. And, like, and so- sometimes, like, it, some years it is a bit boring because, you know, back in the Alpha Sapphire and Omega Ruby days, how 
every team had like a, a, a Kyogre and a um, Rayquaza or a Groudon and a Rayquaza. And that was just like, the, they just counted each other. Yeah. So the whole meta was like revolving around that. Yeah. Whereas I think with Sun and Moon, it sort of moved a bit away from that. Um, you're limited to two legendary Pokemon. So there's always going to be two legendary Pokemon. And that usually has, that's still usually uh, a very popular option is Groudon, Kyogre or Rayquaza still. Then there's like Exernius and uh, uh, I think like, uh, what's that cloud trio called? I always forget them. Uh, Thunderous, Landorus and um, Tornadus. Mm, yeah, so they're pretty popular options. So there's like popular options in there. But yeah. yeah. So I'm looking forward to next year. I'm really looking forward to sort of uh, getting a team going in, uh, what's it called? <laughs> Sword and Shield. <laughs> and uh, seeing seeing the, uh, the competitive scene, like you know, the first year taking on the new games. So, looking forward to that. Hopefully. And uh, I didn't actually see this before I was looking up uh, sort of news articles for the show, but uh, this is from Nintendo Enthusiast, and the article reads, Pokemon World Championship Trophy immediately breaks on stage. And just before reading the actual article itself, it's got a, the screenshot they use is this kid looking bewildered and this lady holding this broken cup with this broken Pikachu in front of him. So, it's like, oh, well, you can imagine what you'd be uh, like, you know, you've just like, risen to this huge height you're a little kid you've achieved your dream you've become the very best and the bloody pokemon company they're about to release pokemon masters they're going to get all your microtransactions they've got all that money but they still do a little flimsy cup for you i i don't know whether this is karma <laughs> karma uh, <laughs> for what for the kid no 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 no, no. like this this trophy breaking on straight this breaking on stage just a Pikachu breaking away from the cup. Think about the symbolism in that. I don't want to think about symbolism because <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm not being negative. I just think it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the article reads: It's tough to be so close to victory only to come in second place. Normally, a trophy is a nice consolation prize, letting you know that it is still worth the effort. Not this time, however. The Pokemon World Championship was held this weekend, and the Junior Division final match saw... Uh, I'm just going to say his last name. Uh, is uh, Miyamoto. His actually last name is Miyamoto. There you go. I'm not going to say his first name because I'm going to butcher it. Uh, uh, Miyamoto as the victor. His left, I, uh, his left Isaac uh, to collect the second-place trophy. It then proceeded to fall apart at the moment he touched it. <laughs> Poor kid. Uh, Poor kid. So, yeah, so not only did, he didn't actually win, he got second place, and when he got the trophy, it broke. Yeah. Oh, that's sad. I feel bad now. That's really upsetting. Uh, the trophy <laughs> featured Pikachu holding a smaller trophy. <laughs> However, the smaller trophy tumbled right off as if it was never attached at all. <laughs> Poor kid. Uh, still, he's at least better, at least a better TCG player than I'll ever be. Which, of course, he's way better than us because I've never played the TCG in my life. Except for being like, I'm going to play the game. What's an energy card? Don't worry about them. (laughs) When you're like five. Yeah. I mean, I've I've learned the basic rules. I think that's enough. Oh, yeah. You you put the energies, you do the attack, HP goes down, super effective, there's a bit more, etc, etc. I don't know how Pokemon works. Put some energies in there, evolves. Awesome. Yeah. Pretty much. So, yeah, poor kid. So, let's move on to the uh, the Pokemon Sword and Shield news, Bryce. So, they... Right. You have a quick squeeze on it, yeah? 
have a quick squiz. Now, this just trailer actually happened a little while ago, so you might have forgotten. Um, but this was at the very start of the, uh, I guess, the World Championships. They announced some, like, just small little details for the games themselves. And the first one is Galarian Weezing's new ability. I don't know if it's just his second ability or if it's a secret ability or what it is, but it's neutralizing gas. And what this ability does is it neutralizes every ability on the field. So if you've got if you send out your Gyarados and it's got Intimidate, that ability will be neutralized. It will not lower attack. It will also neutralize uh, abilities that are bad that inhibit the Pokemon. So for example, like like Slacking, uh, he's got the uh, ability that only lets him attack every second turn. True. Yeah. So that will that's basically there to balance him so he won't uh, Regigigas is slow start yeah so it can just neutralize those abilities and you've got these hugely powerful Pokemon that can just not be They're prohibited not at all yeah. yeah and I mean the thing is is like uh, obviously this isn't going to really impact jack shit in single battles but when it comes to the double battle scene yeah it's massive it's it's massive and especially for a Pokemon like Weezing to have it he's just a fucking tank right like yeah. there is not gonna be many teams without this Pokemon in double battles yeah exactly. I mean un- unless of course there's uh, other ways to counter it or things that come up uh, when we actually get our hands on these games but what an amazing ability yeah Dub- double battle monster because we talked uh, in the last episode about Weezing and like how fantastic it's going to be in competitive with Levitate so Levitate makes it so that uh, super effective ground types can't uh, basically hurt it at all um, but this just uh, really puts it on its head so you can do really interesting things with uh, you know, yeah. powerful Pokemon like you might be weak to ground types now but you can also unleash like maximum potential in an absolutely crazy powerhouse like slacking or Regigigas or you know anything that has a um, weak start ability or even people were pointing out like Archaeops with uh, Archaeops's uh, yeah, true ability, um, where when it's under HP, it cuts its attack in half or whatever. But when it starts off, it's got a really high be- uh, base stat attack uh, and speed for that matter. I'm pretty sure it was. Mm. So that thing is gonna you know sweep. It's gonna be good. really well. Yeah. Um. So the next one is uh, what was the ability called? I'm just. Uh, it's called Room Service, and it lowers speed when a trick room is activated in battle. And this is another big one. I've never been a... Uh, I guess uh, I've never been in real competitive Pokemon since, I guess, Trick Room was like a real viable option in a, in the game. Yeah. So I don't know I don't know how exactly like Fantastic or whatever this ability is, but obviously lowering speed of like every Pokemon when a Trick Room is activated is going to be greatly <laughs> handy for you if you're able to get the attack in first on all of these Pokemon that might just have the edge over you or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's also held items there's eject pack so when a Pokemon stats are lowered it immediately gets withdrawn to your team and you can send out your next Pokemon Uh, so this is going to be really useful so if you're using a move that lowers your defense or something when you use that attack Mm -hmm. you can you can uh, withdraw it straight away without wasting a turn swap out to your next Pokemon and have it so uh, those stats are reset and you can send it out again and you know use that big powerful move that would have uh, would basically make you lose a turn if you want to withdraw it but with this you know it makes that a viable strategy um 
it could uh, be used against you though. So, you know, if say Gyarados goes out with Intimidate, your attack gets lowered, you go straight back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, you've got to, you've got to think about uh, what Pokemon you're going to send in its place because you can't just send it out again. So, you know, there are times like that when that can be used against you, but you've just got to think about who your opponent is and whether you should use that item or not. Yeah. Um, that's the thing with these items. I'm like, wow, that actually adds like a fair bit of strategy just in that one item. It does, yeah. 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 And like you think about you think about the Pokemon being like, oh, you know, this is its type matching, this is its stats, but it's really the, the items and the abilities really are what play into the metagame, what make these Pokemon as good as they are. Because like wheezing with a pretty ordinary ability wouldn't have the same impact it's probably going to have in the metagame going forward. Yeah. Yeah. And like being like all of the, uh, the the world championships, they're all double battles as well. So wheezing, you're gonna see a lot of wheezing next year. <laughs> you yeah, without a without a question, you are. Yeah. And and whether that uh, he ends up um, being good in the future, he might be counted. But yeah, we'll see. Uh, so there's a new move. It's called breaking swipe, and it lowers attack of uh, all Pokemon hit. So you know you can uh, lower two Pokemon's uh, attack in a just one move if it's a double battle which would yep. be really handy if uh, that's what you need for that time in the game yeah obviously if the uh, pokemon's attack is lower and it does less damage to you that's uh, quite handy um corvanite has a hidden ability it's called a mirror armor and i'm just looking at what it does because i actually forgot uh reflects any stat lowering effects so if someone puts down your defense um it, you know your defense will go down but your attacker will also you know the same status effect will also happen to that Pokemon. Yeah. So that's you know quite handy. So people might be like, oh, I'm not going to use this because I don't want my defense lowered because his attack is really good and it's going to really hurt me instead of hurting him. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so yeah. um, makes you sort of think about maybe what your opponent's doing rather than... Uh, yeah. And uh, they went into sort of details on the Gigantamax moves, sort of explained what they actually do. And what Gigantamax moves do is they have like a second ability... So if you're using an electric move, its, it's second ability is going to like electrify the, uh, basically the the battleground. So uh, Pokemon are paralyzed and slower. So that's gonna you know your gigant. I think with Gigantamaxing, you're going to they're going to be a th- by the looks of this they're going to have a lot more of an effect on a battle than a Mega Evolution. So I know like Mega Evolutions, especially depending on what type of Mega Evolution it is, you know, you've got your really strong ones like Kangaskhan and that. When that comes out, you've got to make sure that's gone <laughs> quick smart before it powers up and you're just mm. sit there, sit and get swept by it. But yeah. with, with this, uh, you know, you've got your Gigantamax Pokemon, which has the same effect as like, your, you know, the stat increases and everything, but it's going to have more impact on the battle itself and how you sort of uh, work around its team. Yeah, as well because with the double battles you've got the Gigantamax Pokemon in the back and it's got like the status effect on the uh, on the uh, area which might be rain might be electricity might be fire whatever it might be and that's how you've sort of got to work around the rest of the battle and I quite I'm quite intrigued by it how it's all how it sets itself up what do you think? I mean uh, look I, I still have my scepticisms I think I think um that any new gimmick they introduce to Pokemon, they seem very quickly to discard it, which is a real problem. Um, and that makes me wonder how long Gigantamaxing is going to last before that it gets discarded. So it could be really good, and that could be the thing they keep around forever, but something tells me that it's not going to be that way. And that... 
Like, unfortunately, even if it does introduce a bunch of cool ideas, that it's probably not a good good idea to get too invested. Yeah, no, like, I, I agree with that. Like, with the Mega Revolutions, I actually... Like, that, that was the first time we saw with a generation really implement something really, I guess, groundbreaking for the meta and the game itself. Yeah. So, having, having something like that for Gen 6 and, I guess, with Z-Moves for Gen 7 and moving on to Gen 8, we've got... Dynamaxing and Gen Nine might be you know something else which increases the stats and does a, a you know a form change. I don't think I actually mind it if it goes from generation to generation, uh, giving us something different and taking it away. Because we saw with uh, Gen Seven how they said how oh, his Z moves, but they didn't. I guess they didn't have the balls to take away Mega Evolutions as well. Maybe. Um, it's sort of like it made Z moves not work that effectively, and it made Mega Evolutions been sort of between a rock and a hard place as well yeah so I guess for this generation if like oh we want to do something different because we're developers we want to stretch our legs we want to implement something new and exciting and creative uh, with our creative juices and we also want you know a marketing thing to like say here's big Pokemon here's cool and like get all the kids to buy it and oh, awesome um, and I, I'm quite happy with that and if they still had mega evolutions there it would be like it would be really convoluted and in not really a good way i feel i guess so but i think i think the also the other argument is is that they could have kept z moves and um mega evolutions and just balanced them and done something with them and it would have been fine like there's yeah. there's a lot yeah. of things we are now going to see disappear uh for the most part anyway um you know, mega evolutions designs and stuff like that. A lot of people seem to think that, oh, they'll get into Gigantamaxing, but something tells me no, that's not going to be the case, especially with all the Pokemon actually not being available in the game. Um, it makes it really difficult to sort of go, I trust them to put them all in there because I don't think they will. Um, uh, so, you know, there's going to be a lot, of, a lot of already designed mega evolutions and designed Z moves and all that. That sort of just gets tossed away for the most part and like for this new mechanic I think I don't disagree with the point of like having a new mechanic every, every generation they're throwing it out and whatever but in the long term in the long term vision of it you build a couple teams in a game you move them on to the next one they completely build around like what you're going to use in terms of like that mechanic so Gigantamaxing and all that stuff all of a sudden, that Pokemon doesn't have as much purpose anymore. Mm. Yeah, but like, I guess the argument of moving, like, you know, your, you know, because I've I've spent heaps of time on teams in previous Pokemon games as well. But I feel like just because they're not, uh, I guess, compatible or however you want to put it, not compatible, but just not as good or whatever it might be, or even the same use on the next generation, I don't think that's that's that big a deal. Just train a different team I feel like because like you know my heart my heart gold team for example I put a lot of time into that and I ended up just leaving them on heart gold because um, I didn't want my heart gold just to be gutted and left <laughs> left there I wanted my actual game ha- with all my effort still on that game and that's fine if you want that but I feel like there's a lot of people out there that don't feel that way and they like taking their experiences mm. with them and yeah. this is why and uh, yeah and I guess Pokemon are setting us up for that they're giving us Pokemon home so you're going to be training your Gigantamax Tyranitar or whatever you go oh this is an awesome Tyranitar I've really put lots of effort into it next game's come out 
up to home, back down to next game, you know, supposedly. And, you know, Gigantamaxing is gone. Uh, you know, the way you set it up might not work. I don't know. But yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not too I'm not that worried about that personally. Yeah, but that's that's on a personal level. Yeah, yeah. You got to think about the people that like they love the aesthetic of their teams and really want to keep them how they how they were similarly, and then all of a sudden you remove something and that all of a sudden it doesn't work anymore. It this is this is like a new sort of I guess a chapter for Pokemon as well because you know going from you know you go from Ruby and Sapphire all the way to like you know black and white you could bring your whatever Pokemon it is and that will be it'll have the same use like the whole way through there's been changes obviously there's been the physical and special split there's been lots of changes to the mechanics over the time but your Swampert is going to have the same role in your team it's going to be a wall it's going to be a physical attacker it's going to be all the same things now if you've set up a Pokemon up in X and Y with a um, who was your Mega Revolution who was your Pokemon your trump card to come out and just like kick ass you know, it's not going to be that in this game. Just think of Maybe. Pokemon. Just think of Pokemon like Kangaskhan for a second. Like something that turned into an absolute monster mm. who was nothing before. Who was absolutely nothing before. Now all of a sudden he's nothing again. Mm. Do you know what I mean? That's that's sort of what I'm getting at here. Is that like all of a sudden, and especially with Zemus, Zemus is a good casing for this as well because it was accessible by every Pokemon. All of a sudden you remove that mechanic, and all of a sudden it's gone. Mm. That Pokemon that you've spent a lot of time on and effort on, and you wanted to—I mean, obviously you can keep it, but you'll never—it'll never be used the same way again. It'll just be like it's gone, you know. Maybe the Pokemon, maybe the people want to use that Pokemon the same way in a new in a new team with new Pokemon, like yeah. utilizing Pokemon from the Galar region, but they wanted wanted to keep something familiar that they gone gone and went through some triumphs with and. <laughs> All that shit, you know, all of a sudden, you can't. Because yeah. that Pokemon's trash now. It's completely just gone. Yeah. I mean, not, I'm, I'm, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't know how to respond to that, do you, mate? Nah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, I just want to move on to the last bit of Pokemon talk. So, just at Gamescom, uh, Amori came out and showing off a town from Pokemon Sword and Shield. A little walkthrough of the town. Yeah, it was pretty basic, just like here's the train station, here's the Pokemon Center, here's uh, here's this. It looks lovely, and the town looks really good. Like uh, everyone, I wonder if this was like a response, being like, oh, everyone's like, oh, the tree looks like crap. So yes, the tree looks like crap, but the town, the whole town, looks pretty good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> the tree looks bad, but the town with all the people in it and all the Pokemon in it and everything looks quite good. Mm. So yeah, I was quite happy with it. I was looking outside. Oh, this looks great. I was never in doubt of that. No, like seeing even even just from the initial like little things, um, all oh, those small things. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I was never in doubt that those towns looked good. They all did. They did. They looked good, and they I had no problems with them. The tree thing—it's a bit of a stretch to have an argument about it. I'd, while I do agree on that, um, surely I would want to hope that the the tree's not exactly the same as it was. By the time the game's released, I'm sure they can slap a nice texture on there and it won't into the game. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like, you point out the tree, it's like, oh, that's a that's a crap looking tree. It's like, yeah, that is a pretty ordinary looking tree. Then like you show something in Uncharted 4, it's like, that's a good looking tree. I'm like, that is a good looking tree. That's a great looking tree. <laughs> like I got the same response for sort of like each game, you know, yeah. or whatever it is. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not playing, when I'm talking about all the items and the abilities what just got announced, 
I'm not thinking about the trees. That's exactly right. <laughs> I'm just saying that, like, I was never in doubt of, like, how nice the game looked. Um, don't, don't doubt the tr- towns. Yes. That's say trains. Don't doubt trains, other. But <laughs> my point, my 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 real grievance at the moment is that if you want to talk about making things look pretty, that there is things in the wild area they really need to touch up to make it look better. And while I'm not so focused on the tree and being like, look at the tree! It looks like it's from Oot! Because yes, it does. It does look like it's from Oot and I'm sure they'll update it. Um, I'm just missing the owl. Yeah, Kabora Kabora. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know. But we'll get we'll get to that. He would have been really day. handy there too. Like, Kapora, where are the, where's where's the giraffe? Can you K- point you t- towards it? It'd be great. Kapora Kapora, I'll choose you. I'll choose you. All right. Good Pokemon. There we go. Now he's sitting on the tree. You're imagining it. Yeah, I'm really visualizing it here. Beautiful. There you go. So now it's an Ocarina of Time tree. Anyway, my point is is that like there there are a lot of things in the right area where I'm just like, wow, look at this cool, great open space. But I do hope that they touch a little things up to just be like, yeah, just looks a bit nicer. You know, and I'm, I'm sure they'll get they've they've probably gotten around to it by now. Obviously, it's not the biggest grievance I have with the game. There's plenty of other things to focus on, um, but yeah, I feel like they don't really need to address how pretty the towns look because they certainly do. And they have ever since we've seen them, mm. like in the first trailer. Yeah, and we've seen like the trailers uh, progress and progress, and the graphics have been getting better each thing because the game's still in development and it's progressing. And uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I just like you know. We'll, just lightly touching on this like you know we did the episode we talked about when the national decks whole thing unfolded we were you know quite upset about uh, losing like like you know whatever the percentage of the Pokemon won't be in there that is disappointing because you know what we just talked about before with like the abilities and the Pokemon and how they all sort of work into the meta and all that losing some of the Pokemon will you know affect that for us um but sort of how it evolved and went into like, oh, the tree looks like crap. Oh, this, <laughs> yeah. like, well, all right. So I think even to a degree, like that made us sick of the whole argument as well. For sure. I'm like, oh, guys, you're getting away from the vision here. Um, to those to those of you out there who are like um, sending death threats and that to developers and that. About trees. Don't do that because Masuda has come out himself and he's like, he did not want to do this. As the producer of the Pokemon games, he doesn't want to cut Pokemon. He didn't want to cut Pokemon, but he's he's you know he's getting told by the uh, you know he's got to have this game out by then, and that's the cut he had to make, unfortunately, which sucks. Mm. And hopefully, you know, we're going to wait until judgment of the game, where hopefully that time was put into other things like uh, the story, post game, the world itself, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Hopefully, that will be reflected upon that. Hopefully, so yeah. I don't think there's anyone who listens to this podcast who, uh, you know, would send death threats and that. But like, it's just it's just really frustrating because you're seeing that with like a. It's becoming a real shitty trend in in games, isn't it? In gaming, it's like the, the Ooblets guys who uh, went with the Epic Store exclusive or not on PC. It's like, you know, they're getting death threats. It's like, are, are you kidding? Are you kidding? Like someone like I'm I'm looking forward to that game. Basically, Ooblets is, uh, I guess I've. I got it described to me as Animal Crossing plus Pokemon. I'm like, if you've listened to this episode, you'll know that I'm like, yes, yeah. that sounds awesome. And, you know, you're basically in this little village and you've got these little things and you do turn-based battles and you're doing your, you're building your village and everything. I'm like, that sounds awesome. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll get that on PC when it comes out. I hear that Epic, <laughs> it's coming to Epic Games because they get a, they get a bigger cut and they get 
basically paid and they can f- fund their game through it instead of maybe having to auction off their house if things don't go as smoothly. Yeah. But people saying like, you know, because game development, like I'm not a game developer. I'm not going to tell a game developer how to do their job because it comes back to like, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a farmer and there's a lot of people in cities and that who like, like to tell farmers and people in the country how to do their jobs. <laughs> yeah. You know, like the people, the people in uh, was it Melbourne or Sydney who did the protest about animal rights and that, and they all held up like basically what they do for work. Like I'm a receptionist, I'm a teacher, and that's like, are any of you got anything to do with agriculture? So no, you don't. And it's the same for us. Do we have I ever stepped in a game development studio? No, no. So I'm not going to tell you how to do your job, yeah. but what I am going to say is what product I'm I'm hoping for and expecting and I want to be spending my money on. That's all I can say. That's all we can say because we're not there d- doing the grinding, not crunching for the game. So yeah, that's how it, I feel anyway. Because at the end of the day, these people are those people except it's like uh, those people and realizing that uh, you need wool to make blankets. Exactly. So you're going to be very fucking cold people without shearing, <laughs> aren't you? Yeah. You know? And like there, there are definitely some practices out there where maybe they do need to clean up their act and like you know maybe not oh, do some sh- things they do shit yeah there's of been of course there are there's been a lot of questionable things that have happened in the past week you know like the guys um, I think it was the guys on Apex Legends who basically called people and bunch of entitled mm. dickheads and all that shit like there's a level of PR there you need to manage guys <laughs> come on like yeah. I we, we know people are being dickheads it's fine mm. and I know you're getting angry but Saying that to a community that's trying to support you, probably not a great idea. Yeah. You know, just as much as we shouldn't send you death threats <laughs> for providing us a product we like, you know, that that seems like a really shitty thing to do. I, I, I don't understand how you jump from like, wow, this, this microtransaction's a bit egregious. You should kill yourself. It's like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Maybe rethink it. Maybe uh, reprice it. Maybe don't kill yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe don't uh, go out and uh, go straight to that. That's exactly right. Just yeah. Uh, yeah. So that, yeah, that that just frustrates me. Just uh, especially like because a lot of with Apex Legends, I don't pl- I don't play Apex Legends, so I'm not in there. I'm not really that uh, the atmosphere. Yeah, but, I mean, I I haven't played it recently either. Mm, but yes, but but with Pokemon, you know, I am. Yeah. But you know, I'm not going to because uh, I've got a lot of respect for the people at Game Freak and all that as well. So. And everything they've shown since this has come out, the trailers, the Galarian forms, and all this, it looks awesome. Looks good. Looks really looks good. Looks fine. Yeah. It means like, it doesn't mean I can't hold my frustrations, but no, yes, no, it does of course look good. Can. Yeah. You know? Because I've got my frustrations as well. But. That, that's that's something that is, is really hard to divide because a lot of people are just like, stop being entitled, stop being this, stop being that. And I'm just like, it's perfectly fine for people to be frustrated about something yeah, they love. Yeah, of course it is. We're gonna spend our eighty dollars on the game. Yeah. I'm probably gonna get both versions. You know, like I'm not. Go- I'm not gonna boycott the game. No, I never said I was gonna boycott the game as no. well. Yeah. So yeah, it's just frustrating that. Yeah, yeah. And hopefully, it gets maybe fixed in the future. If hopefully. not, well, hopefully. Damn. If not, then yeah. Damn. <laughs> then then I might stop buying and playing. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Don't because I've got to talk to someone about it. And that's a good audible silence there. <laughs> Those plovers are going to bed anyway. Yeah. All right, Bryce. This seems like a good place to end the show. We'll you want to don't? We'll quickly talk about those games. Uh, we won't. Um, right. All we will say is Astral Chain is coming out later this week. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Hell yeah! Are you looking forward to it, Bryce? I'm absolutely looking forward to Astral Chain. I am Chain. too. 
Um, so, so very keen. And we were going to go through the list of all, like the huge list of September games, but we'll leave that to next week because that will pretty much be the start of September. So that'll work. That out. makes enough sense. Yeah, and we've we've yeah. This is a nice long episode. I don't know how uh, coherent it is to listen back to, but we'll we might. I'm hear. sure it'll be around. <laughs> There's Send been it, pan it. There's been, there's been some episodes we've done it's like you know we hit we hit stop I'm like oof and I'll listen back to it because you know I'm curious how it sounded I'm like, oh, that was actually not too bad then there's been some other episodes where we're like oh that was a good episode Bryce listen back to it it's like no oh, well hmm. <laughs> <laughs> was it? <laughs> was it? Uh, I don't know anyway guys thank you very much for listening to House of Mario episode 112 uh, Bryce if people were to wanting to wish you a happy birthday on the 29th of August where could they find you on Twitter to do that? You can find me at Ivy Revan. But while you're also there, can you uh, please uh, bring attention to my Twitch post to get my friggin' account back because I still haven't. Okay, yeah. Well, people that haven't caught that on Twitter, what's happened with your Twitch? Yeah, okay. So, as as I've made mention before, the whole reason I changed my Twitter handle was to match up with my Twitch because I am live streaming from time to time. My Twitch was hacked last month. And I've been trying to get it back for the last three or four weeks. Mm. And I've sent three whole support tickets, complained numerous times on Twitter, just trying to get people's attention to help me out and get my account back. I have over 50 emails in my inbox of people logging in from all over the world into my account within the space of 48 hours. 50. 50 emails. They're all from different locations. And... I've sent them this proof and they still haven't gotten back to me. Hmm. So are you saying like, if you're if you're a huge influencer, you got all these followers, give them a retweet. <laughs> well, or you know it's, from you know someone from Twitch. Like it's not even that. Useful. It's it's just like, you know, even influencers have this problem. Like on Twitch, whenever something goes wrong with their account, they get no support at all. And I mean, my Twitch is no like big, gigantoid friggin' ninja level channel but literally oh, you're halfway there you've got 7 million followers <laughs> instead of 14 you're almost there <laughs> oh yeah my whole 7 million followers you know something that let me quit my day job <laughs> they're all bots just from uh, still in your account oh, what, if they, what happens if they hacked your account they get you all these subs right they they, they, they you know, stream for about a year they get all your followers up then they say hey, mate here, here it is back we'll just boost in your account for free there you go mate a little pat on the shoulder and there you go alright Chopper Reed oh, fucking look at me I'm Chopper hell <laughs> but my point my point anyway at the end of the day is is that the support system is crap I've been trying for days weeks just to get my account back I've sent them literally 25 pages of evidence in one support case they still haven't gotten back to me uh, my account name was changed from IV Revan to 1KNSS I have that memorized now because I'm f- so frustrated looking at it all what the time what do you time. think that stands for? I have no idea I just know that it's based in Spain now hmm. uh, all my VODs are still on my channel <laughs> Twitch are going like, to send back an email like, you sure you didn't log in in Spain? you sure? yeah you sure you didn't log in in Armenia, Spain, Russia, Singapore uh, Bangkok uh where else uh california perth uh there was heaps of them you could have been in perth that's pretty you could have been i could have been in perth but eight hours away or something but you could have from, been from perth to bangkok and then within minutes no 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 i'm only pulling your leg sorry no 
but yeah my point is is that yeah if you want to bring attention to that and you you don't like twitch there you go there's something to invent your rage out hashtag on. move to mixer hashtag join ninja i'm about to freaking move to mixer if they don't fix my goddamn shit yeah but it's your credit card hooked up to it that's the main issue no yeah. that's the thing my credit card i could still access my prime rewards that should be enough because it's linked to my amazon which i can still log into why why is that an issue if i could prove i could log into my amazon and access my twitch prime rewards how the fuck is that not not enough proof mm. honestly anyway anyway you can find me at hide ruby and you can find the show at the house of mario you better check if you can see him on twitch because you couldn't see me on twitch anymore yeah i could be gone too yeah no i went on there to watch a uh, dash culture tonight oh there you so go. i'm still there there you go yes and uh you lucky prick whoa <laughs> That's not even passive aggressive. That's just aggressive. <laughs> uh, and yeah, uh, uh, you know, do the things like subscribe, all that stuff. I'm not going to bore you. We've been here way too long. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, guys, if you like to check out Nintendo Jukebox this week, it is uh, an Animal Crossing remix. Go and check it out. Beautiful. Links are in the show notes. If you like to go and check it out on SoundCloud. Heave ho. And until next week, we'll catch you later. Ah! Later. Navigators. Love you. Cross the sun, don't go, follow, don't go, follow, 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 foll